Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Said to Joe, I go, what song should we start the song, this show with? And he came up with the Beatles, this song. I said, it's either. Uh, bup, bup, bup. Hang on. No, I said, I don't know. Let me look for something. Uh-huh. And then it dawned in my head. Today, right now, it is uh, Wednesday, January. For, uh, January. I can't say June. June 1st. Yes. Welcome. And uh, recently. I believe it was either the 26th or, or the 31st. I forget the exact date, but recently it was the 55th anniversary of the release of the album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Ah, really? And a um, couple fun facts about that particular album. Sure, please. Uh, Paul like McCartney this. got the inspiration because he had writer's block on a... Let me get this correct. I think he had writer's block on a private jet out of South Africa. Okay. And his manager at the time asked if he could pass the salt and pepper. And he's like, who's salt and peppers? Okay. That's where the, the name came up. And then he started right. He started drawing the, uh, what we now know is the album cover for Sergeant Pepper's the only hard club band. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for the nuggets. You're welcome. Knowledge nuggets. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what you get here on Sons of Slam. Welcome, everybody. My name is Chris Mindell. This wealth of Beatle knowledge is the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, how are you? I'm doing well. Big Beatle fan. Have been my whole life. Nice. All 12 years but old. I'm, nice. But I'm also very young, so the first Beatle record I ever listened to back to front was the Beatles 1. 90. 2000. No, oh, I was going to say 98, but all right. Yeah, I think it was 2000 okay. when it was released. Nice. Yeah, <sighs> huge Beatles fan. Huge Beatles fan. Huge. Um, I'm a huge Beatles mark, some would say. I believe MJF <laughs> might call me that. But, uh, gonna talk we'll, MJF. we'll get into that. Well, <laughs> in the pantheon of 
before we even get to like all that, because we will talk immediately about that because we're we're recording after Dynamite. Um, <laughs> in the pantheon of of great pipe bombs slash works of art, works air quotes of art, we just witnessed um, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, I'm I, confident in saying that. That's that was that was something, and I, I am truly wholeheartedly in true 150 percent belief that this is all work but i love creativity and Mm -hmm. instead of well i'm gonna get into speaking of creativity lack of lack thereof uh on the other side of the aisle um but i love if you can come up with anything that's unique slash done before but with a twist like we've seen boss versus employee Mm -hmm. um i don't think we're gonna see that from being honest, uh, no, that we will not see. Tony Khan, <laughs> Tony very Khan. drastically different looking from Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I said no names. I didn't say names. You're, okay. you're assuming. I did. But that's I'll fucking drop names all day long. But that's what I was talking about. Um, I've been dropping <laughs> names all over this fucking place. Pick it up. Pick it up. Uh, yeah. So in the pantheon of, of pipe bomb drops, I mean, CM Punk has two, one, really <laughs> one and uh, one. One main one, and uh, uh, um, I mean AEW seems to kind of push that envelope and trying to get like the real, more real than WWE seems to be allowed to range with as far as you know the scope of being real. Yeah. Um, but this was this was another level, a whole nother level. Yeah i I can't really tell which I love. <laughs> well, well. We'll, we'll, talk we'll get into yes, it. We'll get into all that stuff. Um, uh, as far as things before we get into, uh, we got Dynamite. Uh, talk about we have Double or Nothing, which is an amazing pay per view. Um, we have a pay per view this Sunday in Hell in a Cell, and all things WWE uh, recap of SmackDown and Raw from this past weekend. Um, shout out! Speaking of which, we were not on last week, so shout out to the Usos and finally unifying the belts, as if that was a huge surprise. But now we have not only the unification of belts, but mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, RIP to the brand split. You were you were well received. You had your time in the sun for many years, and but, we thank you. But uh, yeah, go on. I wouldn't say it's a complete rest in peace to the brand split. They've they've come out and said stu- it's not. It's still it's still a thing. They they've said publicly. They've said that it's there still are a thing. superstars that are signed to SmackDown. There are superstars that are signed to Raw. Mm-hmm. That would indicate a brand split. However, right, the brands work together. Birds <laughs> of a feather flock together. I. Th- think and, that's the same <laughs> and there is your brand split uh it's listen i understand what you're saying i get it it's but it's still if i if i thought i was gonna see riddle mostly on raw and now he's bouncing on to smackdown i see i see Sami Zayn on both I see kevin owens have the kevin owens show on smackdown so you, I'm saying, you see uh shinsuke nakamura on monday night raw on both yeah so it's yeah, we'll talk about that too. Um, outside the ring stuff, and then we'll get into all things uh, WWE. Then double or nothing here. Uh, did you know? Probably you- and pro- also probably not. Okay, so do you know who Freddie Prince is? Freddie Prince, yes, Junior. 
I do know. I do know Freddie Prince. He was a uh, stand-up comedian back in the '80s, early '90s. Now, do you know his son? Uh, Latino. Yeah. He was, uh, um, I believe, Joey D. One of Joey Diaz's early mentors. Okay. And uh, okay. yeah, for all uh, taken too soon from yes. from mem- if my memory serves me correct. Correct. And uh, from all accounts, he was a uh, hell of a stand-up. Funny guy. Funny. funny very funny. Funny. Underrated. Very underrated. Now you're talking about his now I was son. referring to his son when I, you cut me off before I said junior, but please I, I know I, I thank you for more enlightenment. Right. This is the enlightenment episode. <laughs> I think this is what we're gonna call it, the enlightenment episode. I have a wealth, a wealth, a plethora, plethora. of useless knowledge mm-hmm. such as knowing the exact date that Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band came out. Yeah, exact ish. Ish. <laughs> That's exact. Uh Yes, Freddie Prince Jr. Do you know who he is? Yes, he was the uh, the uh, um, the lead in Scooby Doo. <laughs> yes, he played uh, Fred. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anything else? And off might- the top of my head, currently at this moment, can't tell you another movie that he was in. Up uh, oh, without oh. a paddle. Yeah, I think right. No, no, no. Nope, that was Matthew Lillard. I thought they were together yes, on that one. Yes, that's, that's correct. Uh, that's on me. How about a, a little-known movie called I Know What You Did Last Summer? Mm. How about She's All That? She's All That? Wow, forgot about that one. I still don't know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. Uh, I still don't know what you did last summer. Uh, Please tell me that those are actual sequels. I still know what you did last summer. I, oh, that's I hilarious. It. I flubbed it. Um, I'm trying to see what else here. Wing Commander, it's like too fast, too furious. Wing Commander, voice on Kim Possible. Uh, um, did some Star Wars animation work. Um, if I'm not mistaken, what you're more referring to right now is the fact that he is either trying or currently in the process of starting and forming his own wrestling promotion. Well, that wasn't my main story, but that is a side note to him. So, mm-hmm. if you do not know Freddie Prince Jr., uh, other than son of Freddie Prince, the comedian. He's a uh, very popular late 90s, early 2000s actor, and who's also so into wrestling that he was hired on by WWE to be a writer mm-hmm. for WWE. Uh, this was, I want to say, during the ruthless aggression, kind of later in the like 2010s. I think uh, it was right after, uh, like after Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed. <laughs> was that? Thank you for pointing out the exact movie where he he, he jumped in. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I think you should research that. No, yeah, I'm I'm almost certain. <laughs> now I gotta look that up later. Um, so he yes, other than opening up his, he's going to open up his own promotion. But he has a story. He was on uh, his, his podcast wrestling with Freddie, and he recalled a time when he had a story. Uh, a, a, he was writing for a, like a. He was pitching something as far as to, to Vince for the storyline. And he, he said uh, that he had, he recalled that Michael Hayes, Freebird Michael Hayes, had to basically come up to him and put the kibosh on said story. The story was that he was trying to write a storyline with Michelle McCool and The Undertaker. Ooh. And Michelle McCool Wait, oh, went, went. Was this before? Before what? Or during? What do you mean? Like before Michelle and 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 Take got uh, together. No, this is they were they were together. They were together. Okay. There was this is like before they were married, before kids. This is when they were together, but they were dating. 
and okay. this is when the like, kind of like like cool was going on. Um, he wrote a storyline that had Michelle McCool involved with the Undertaker. He went, to, she went to Taker. Taker went to Vince, and I'll just see what read what he said. He said he Michael Hayes goes well. Michelle said that you and her talked, and she didn't really like the story, so it's gone. <laughs> he goes, Freddie. She talked to Undertaker. Undertaker talked to Vince. The story's gone. And, and that was that. Um, and Freddie does no longer work with the WWE. Not because of that reason, but not because of that story. Yeah, I bet that's not, a lingering uh, effect. Not because of that one, but uh, that's one of many stories I'm sure that writers are just like getting next left and right. Um, but yet you wouldn't know watching Raw this week if there was any kind of storylines because yeah, we'll just get to it later. Sorry. I have a rant. Um, it's on you. I actually did not watch Raw this week. Speaking of- <laughs> I apologize on that one. That's on me. No, that's a, yeah. The Rangers were playing a game seven. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> and judging by uh, what I'm picking up on the vibes of your reaction is going to be, no. I apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> Go on. You yeah. were saying? Yeah, Michelle no. McCool, right? Yeah, Michelle McCool. Uh, Mogan. I mean, listen, I, I feel like if, you know, if if you feel it's best to watch the Rangers overall, I, I give you carte blanche. It's fine. Yeah, but, but, but Rangers but if, playoffs. Fine, fine. Like it, you have to, especially if it's a game seven in the playoffs. So the, since you watch that, the last half hour of this podcast is going to be Rangers talk, and I'll mute my mic. No, <laughs> oh, please don't put me on that spot, please. Please don't. Oh, I see. Okay. Back to the podcast. You know Let's my talk. friends, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna get torn to shreds. I'm never gonna hear the end of it. I don't want. I don't want to do that. Oh, uh, the pressure. Um, back to the wrestling podcast. Uh, so Jeff Hardy <laughs> revealed. Speaking of WWE, why um he got he turned down the Hall of Fame. Did you hear this about this or what he said? I didn't, but I had expected that it was from the Talk Is Jericho podcast he just did. Correct. And I am currently waiting to listen to that podcast. Should I put you on mute and let you go in the other room while I give you a spoiler? No, that's fine. Okay. I'm just assuming he was just like, I didn't want to do it. There you go. For reasons that he explains why. Okay, go on. Okay. So I'm just forewarning you. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert taken. To, to Assess. Host. Confirmed. And go. Go. Uh, he had the reason for rejecting Vince's offer. He said, uh, well, first of all, quote, I don't want to go in there without my brother, and it's not my time. This is too early. This is crazy. So, yeah, it was very emotional. I was like, what are they trying to do? Because naturally, I'm going to be reunited with my brother in AEW when I'm free of WWE. I told my wife what had happened. I can't believe what they just offered me, he continued. So it was very emotional, but I happily declined it. End Whoa, quote. spoiler alert. End quote. Should I not have to <laughs> Jerk, Spoiler. So yeah, so that's the reason why he turned, which just makes sense. And he's still, it's not like, this is going to sound, this is going to sound stupid, but it's not like he's Edge or Daniel Bryan. Like he's still wrestling. There wasn't a pause in his career. Like he, he's still going. Like it's, it's not like he's a rock or Stone Cold. We can come back and forth and put him in. Taker will still wrestle again. You know, Lord knows. Uh, it's not like you're putting Randy Orton, who's definitely a Hall of Famer, into the Hall of Fame now while he's wrestling. So why would you do that with Jeff Hardy? Because he left? It, it doesn't make sense. And you're going to put him in and not, not Matt Hardy, even though Jeff Hardy did have a more successful singles career in WWE than Matt did. But here's the thing. It, That's a little offensive. 
Yeah, I think if there is somebody to go in by himself, out of, like if there's a, who, the first person out of the two brothers who should go in by himself is Jeff. Is Jeff absolutely? But wouldn't yeah. you put them in first as brothers and then put Jeff in? I mean, that's a little, yes. a little insulting, isn't it? You should absolutely. I mean, they were they were attacking before he was a singles. That's like putting. Uh, that's like I want to word this correctly. This way, it's it, it gets taken in with the. Uh, ferociousness that i want it to be that's like <laughs> having maybe, maybe uh, china go in with dx and not on her own first oh. i would drop a microphone if i wasn't using it nice but, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing like real sound effects <laughs> all i did was just slap my leg dink <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So there's there's Jeff. He's still happily uh, employed in wrestling. Currently, a contract with AEW. In case anybody did not know that. Uh, moving on. Uh, Michael Cole. Speaking of people who have been in the business for quite a while, WWE has paid tribute to Michael Cole for 25 years of service. They uploaded a video on YouTube paying tribute to Michael Cole. Uh, feeling, uh, including the likes of Corey Graves, Caleb Braxton, Byron Saxton, many others. They all congratulating Cole. Uh, Pat McAfee uh, was at the end of the video. Pat McAfee's a legend. <laughs> He's a legend. Yeah. Michael Cole, 25 years. I, I remember watching, I remember, excuse me, just did watch on the stick um, early, early Cole. And uh, what a baby face. Just like a. Cute little non pudgy, non arrogant baby face. I loved when he would get like manhandled by the rock, doused in the shower. Those were the days. Uh, those were those, they were the days, weren't they? Them's were the days. Um, Back when the rock can just do racist, like outwardly racist impressions on on live television, or you know, Victor Bank can just you know tip to uh, to say the N word. T say yeah, say the N word. <laughs> Say it to John Cena. Say it to another white guy who's like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> fun times. I think, other than what the hell happened tonight, um, I think that's all I got. Oh, and I really no, just have one thing. Go well, okay, no, 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 go on. I was, no, was going to say, since it was on the top of my mind, we were talking about last week with the Usos winning. Um, rewind on that same episode to... Uh, tying in, speaking of Pat McAfee, that's what reminded me of this. Uh, he talked on his show uh, the feeling that he had when Michael Cole brought up uh, the situation with Sasha Banks and Naomi. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable indeed. Because when he, I heard the pot, not the podcast, I heard the show first, and then I watched SmackDown to see the reaction. Because he explains to the audience how he did not know about this, and <laughs> he's looking at Cole in bewilderment and not understanding what what he's hearing because it's the first time he's heard it. Um, so watching his face, when you see it on SmackDown, it's just like, oh, you just see him like, <laughs> he says nothing. He kind of looks like De Niro. He has like, he's like this look like. Hmm? Hey. Hey. <laughs> you get the double chin thing going on. You look back and forth. You just don't know what's going on. He looked like he had no clue. So he insulted him a little bit. A little bit. little bit he did. A little bit. And so they, they, they did not. This is the first time, by the way, that I can remember. And please, anyone, hit me up on Twitter to correct me. Because I, I can probably guarantee you this has never happened before. That WWE has gone up front with being the aggressor as far as like, no, no, we're not wrong. And this is why. 
it was very unprofessional. They shouldn't have done it. The, they're they're shorting you, the fan, and so we want want you to know that they've been suspended uh, indefinitely, and we've taken action. We're having a tournament, which makes no sense uh, because they have no tag teams, uh, and we want you to know that it's not on us. As you sneeze or cough, I apologize. It was a cough. There, this isn't exactly the same, but it is somewhat similar as far as acknowledgement on air. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did happen with uh, Macho Man back in the day. I believe Vince. It was Vince McMahon who was on commentary. It, he, he, but he left for WCW, and mm-hmm. he, but he didn't like. He didn't. Like, he didn't walk out. No, he no. He didn't walk out. Nor did Vince McMahon really say anything derogatory toward or anything like. No, like he didn't scolding. say anything derogatory. I'm just scolding saying acknowledgement towards- of of a talent leaving the company. No, 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 I'm not, the talk, only I'm not talking about like that. I'm, and not about, I'm not talking about the acknowledgement of, of talent leaving company. I'm just saying oh. that they've done that all the time. I'm saying that all the time. It happens. It happens. I mean, think, think about yes. it. Yes, it's happened more often than not. As um, far as walking out like this, it, it like it was never addressed with Stone Cold. Right, right. That would. Um, well, no. Hold on. Was it? That was. Uh, I wouldn't hear. Okay. I'm going to look this up and, and get to this next week, and I, I keep saying that, but I want to remember this. I think I remember Vince McMahon saying on it's either like Bite This. I don't know if you remember that show. Um, no. So Bite This was, and it just, I, mean, I just remember this because they, they had it on uh, on the network. Please tell me it's B-Y-T-E. It is B-Y-T-E because it's, early two, of course it's it the early 2000s. So that was their talk show where uh, – uh, what was his name? Kevin Kelly. Yes. Would, sure. Uh, would interview Vince. Interview uh, higher ups. Um, who's uh, brother love? Uh, Bruce, Bruce Pritchard. Um, interview like like executives as far as actual like storyline. And he, he had one time he interviewed Stone Cold where he thought the whole thing with uh, 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 Scott Hall with WrestleMania was lackluster. He didn't like it. He didn't like the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, McMahon, like people would call in and basically ask them like real like upfront questions, and this that was like the whole premise of the show. And he would take these these questions, and so interesting. I, yeah, if you if you can if it's on the network uh, on Peacock, I highly recommend watching those those episodes because there's some some of them are cringeworthy. That's the show that had the interview with Edge and Lita when he when that whole thing went down with Matt Hardy, and the two of them oh, had the face to face like well not face to face but no satellite via satellite that was on Bite This. So if you can get one of the first nip slips in that in that whole segment, I'm not talking about that one in particular. I'm talking about that. Uh, the 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 bed segment on uh, on Raw. Oh, they really, they showed it. Yeah. On that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that was the first. So thanks, Lita. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where you're going with, with all that. that to say. There you go. That was that was thank a you, long Lita. welcome for sharp here. Thank you for that nip slip. Um yes. So watch bite this. It, it was a, a great show and if you can if they have it on the network, that's it it was such an amazing thing to kind of hear all this. But all that to say is that I I think I remember Vince McMahon saying because he did, didn't agree with the storyline with um Brock Lesnar that he walked off that he he said on the show he he's gone we don't know when he's coming back blah 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 i i want to find out and i will have that by next week um so in moments of that we're talking about people like walking off uh yeah and then we're about to talk about 
MJF and Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Uh, let's get to, to WWE stuff and then we'll get to that other stuff there. Uh, by the way, did you know Saturday is another pay-per-view? I'm sorry. Premium live event. Um, yes, this is a premium live event, not a pay-per-view. Well, these are like the same fucking thing. How long before uh, Chris Jericho starts calling them premium live events on uh, on AEW television? Oh uh, man, what did he say? What did he say today? Uh, what did they say? God, I, I should have wrote it down too. Um, I did. Okay, we'll we'll get to it because okay, Jericho. We'll talk all things. That's my new favorite group. Um, I've said this before. I'm saying it now again. Uh, by the way, I'll, I'll I'll put it I'll put it to you this on there. I won't tell you what it is, but it does have to do with that. I may or may not have gotten you a little present. Strictly because it has been ingrained in my memory that for some reason, when I find something that I like, mm-hmm. I go, if somebody sees me, if one of my good friends sees me with this and they go, damn, man, I really would like that. I'm going to feel bad thinking <laughs> that they should also have one. Okay. Right. So the uh, first time I did it uh, was uh, I got a, I got a poster on pro wrestling tees okay. and I go, ah, fuck Steven's going to like this a lot too. So I bought him the poster and it's the, remember the, the three-way tag when uh, Darby sting and punk teamed up in, in North Carolina. Sure, yeah, It was like a nice painting of the three of them each like painted up like a nice background, all that shit. Okay. I won't tell you what yours is, but it's something to do with Jericho. Okay. And then whenever it comes in, we can do a live unveiling if you want. I, I, I appreciate that. Just for us to describe it over microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Fun stuff. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. They're, no they're problem. Absolute genius that that group is. And well, we're going to talk about all things them in a second. Uh, I was referring to the premium live event this Saturday of uh, In Your House 2.0. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I forgot oh, about shit. that. <laughs> I should have had a drum roll and see. That was an unveiling. Like, look, by the way, NXT 2.0. Huh? Huh? No? Okay, great. Uh, I watched it yesterday because uh, I remember it was on. That's sad. That's sad. And it's not like it's bad. Like, it's it, it's it's just it doesn't have who we know of NXT. And that's the whole point is to build up new people, which has been a catch-22. Like, we're, I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's. Who was the longest tenured person you saw on NXT that is not Mandy Rose? I think it might be the person I'm about to say their name. Wendy Chu. Before Wendy Chu. <laughs> which, which, which I think that might be third, technically. Uh, do you know who? <laughs> and this is this falls under the. Raquel uh, Gonzalez, Raquel Rodriguez uh, moniker. Do you know who Katana Chance is? Yes. Please explain. Katana Chance is Casey Catanzaro. (laughs) We changed. I blinked. I I missed a couple episodes and they changed her name. Did I? (laughs) When the hell did this happen? A couple weeks ago. What the hell? (laughs) See, now here's the thing. Why? Now? Why? Because they're so so high on her as a name that they're they're afraid of losing her? Go ahead. Time out, time yeah. out, yes. time out, time out. I just want to point one thing out. I'm saying, no offense, have, I'm sorry, no offense. You've watched, you've watched more NXT product than I have in the past month. But, except you saw that one episode where they changed her name. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. 
How many episodes of NXT have you watched this last month? One. Including this past one that you just watched. Uh, two carry the four times pie, one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one more than I have. And even I and knew. You still knew. <laughs> that Casey Catanzaro's name change got name got changed to Katana Chance. Wow, that's a lot to get out. <laughs> that's, that is easy. Right? Easy so I don't want to hear no shit about, oh, you, you know, watch it. The hell, man. We run a wrestling podcast. I understand. But I have my nose, my ear, my mouth Ew. to the <laughs> ground. I don't know why my mouth is on there, yeah, but everything else is there. Get shots I have the finger. I'm on the pulse. Get the shots. Of pro wrestling. Casey Catanzaro was too, what, ethnic? <laughs> so we had to go with Katana Chance? No, it was her real name. That's why all these people's names got changed. No, is because one part of their name was their real name. Raquel Rodriguez got her, or Raquel Gonzalez got her name changed to Raquel Rodriguez because her, her last name is actually Gonzalez. But Casey, something like that. Casey Catanzaro is Casey Catanzaro. They changed That's her, her name. That's her real name. Right. It's not the whole part of it. That's a whole. I mean, part of it. It's a whole name. Okay. What are you saying? They're they're getting away from using any part of a person's real name. Yes, that that was my point. I think we had the same point. We just said different things. Her name, Casey, okay. Casey Esther, uh-huh. Casey Esther, Esther. I can't speak. Esther. Good God, Catanzaro. <laughs> Silent H. If, if you want, if that helps, Esther. Esther. That's what I meant. Katanzaro. Um yeah, so now she's Katana Chance. I just thought that was weird. That they just uh, There's a bunch of new names. Like there um uh uh Kaylee Ray got her name changed to uh Alba Fire or something like that. Mm-hmm. With a Y. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be with a Y. Mm-hmm. Um He told me to bite what? Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Hello? Uh, really, it was one, two, three, seven, six. I can't count. Six six matches for this card. There you go. Uh, let's see if you, honestly, uh, of of each match here, tell me honestly if you know yes or no who they are. Any of them in there? Yeah. You, I mean, some of them you should obviously know. Okay. Even like, if I just recognize their name? Yes. Okay. Go on. Legato del Fantasma. Yes. Versus. Go next. Versus. <laughs> <laughs> versus. Tony D'Angelo. Yes. Stacks. He was he was an old defenseman for the Rangers. What? <laughs> it's actually true, which is really funny. Uh, really? Okay. See, yeah. The more, the more you know. Stacks? No. Two dimes? No. Got it. But I did hear those names because I, the, I right after you said those names, mm. I just remembered that uh, AJ Galante mm. was on uh, the Pat McAfee show. And he was talking about, uh, you know, his time in NXT and the stuff that he's done in NXT. And he's like, yeah, we got my boy Stacks and my boy Two Dimes. Okay. <laughs> so, so, all right. I don't know who the fuck those guys are, but I'm going to keep an eye out. There. So they are like the lackeys for Tony D'Angelo. And if yeah. either one of them make it big, remember this podcast. Because it's always the, the name that you're like, what the hell? What the hell is the Stacks? What's the Two Dimes? And then they, they become like their real name. And then like they're, they're seven-time world champions. So remember yeah. one of those two. Either in AWWE, I'm sure it'll be in AEW before anything else. Uh, Tony Lefinger, the, the pulse of NXT. Uh, <laughs> the women's tag team champions, Toxic Attraction. <gasps> <Oof. Ugh. laughs> God. 
<laughs> you, you have me doing that everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that's great. It, it's have you had to explain it to anybody yet? No, not yet. Not no, yet. that's but, gonna be great. But when I do, your your name will be first and foremost in the conversation. Uh, uh, you're gonna go. I got this friend. We're just all fucking idiots. We're idiots. I don't know. My, my my co-host on the show, Andy. That's always tough says. to explain. It's very weird. He goes, "How do you know about <laughs> black YouTubers in London?" And they're gonna go, "What?" And you're like, "Never mind." <laughs> don't worry about it. And if they hit you back with the chunks in Philly, you go, <laughs> "Fuck! I didn't think they was gonna get this far." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you listen. Uh, they are taking on Katana Chance and Kaden Carter. Kaden gets to kept her name. That's funny. Uh, it probably was not her name. How about the tag team champions? Pretty deadly. I have heard of them before. They, they won the uh, the Dusty uh, tournament. Yes, they are. Taking- Which should have gone to my boys. The yeah, don't even. Don't, no, they don't even deserve it. Nope, they don't deserve it. They got, they got the boot. I'm doing it. They're, I'm doing they're, it. They're not even around. They're they taking on the young. Oh, he doesn't know. I just muted his mic. He's still talking. Oh, he's still talking. I muted his mic. It's so delicious. Hold on. Let's see if you recognize. If you <laughs> fuck you. I was going in. I don't I even know where it cut off. I don't even know where it cut off, but uh, I'm not gonna lie. You're gonna have to I was gonna clap right there for an edit. <laughs> you're gonna have to listen. To that, that. With all that being said, <sighs> soon to be recognized. They're taking on the Creed brothers as future endeavored. If you, what? <laughs> future endeavored. The future. Uh, See, if you would have let me finish, it would have been better. That's funnier. The way you just said it was funnier. I uh, was gonna say it that way. The Creed brothers. Have you heard of the Creed brothers? Yes. Diamond mine. We wish, wish them best wishes. Best wishes. Which is also kind of still a thing. Uh, it is without uh, main without man. their two top people. Yeah, makes no sense. But all right, go on. Is the girl still in it? Ivy Nile, I think so. Yeah, she okay. was on. She was on NXT. That's how much you know more more about two than I do. I, Ivy Nile, uh, Cameron Grimes, your NXT North American champion. Uh, I know Cameron Grimes. Yes. Okay. Versus Carmelo Hayes. I know Carmelo Hayes. How about, yes. how about the women's champion Mandy Rose? Very familiar with that. How about uh, Wendy Chu? Isn't that the homecoming warrior? Mandy Rose? No, Wendy Chu. Wasn't that a movie, a Disney movie back in the day? Was it? Pause. Let me look this up. Uh, Go on. While, while you talk about that, we're going to talk about Wendy Chu for a little bit. She's a little hottie. Uh, and not only is, I think she's a hottie, uh, uh, but... She was. I, I, I honestly didn't know that she was Mia Ying. Not, uh, not Mia Ying. Uh, the character that. Um, what? Mia Ying? Yeah, Mia Ying. Thank you. Mia Ying. No shit. So that was her. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, since Zia Lee just pieced out with that whole character. Zia- oh, this is not going to look good for me. Oh. Who was it? The name of the movie is Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. What'd you say? I, said, I mean, her name's Wendy Chu. Oh. It's close enough. Let's get get you in touch with HR immediately after the show. Sensitivity training. Uh, and how I'm about I need sensitivity training because I had another joke pop in my head about what the words H and R could stand for. But we shall go on. Fired. How about yeah, uh, big time. Your NXT champion Braun Breaker. I'm I'm familiar with his work speaking, and his father's. Speaking of a name, <laughs> speaking of a name, that's, <laughs> speaking of a name that's not his. Uh, and how about Joe Gacy? Yes. Okay. 
There's Joe Gacy Sans Harlan. Yeah. Which is weird. That is I don't know why they're doing that. Joe Gacy sounds uh, well. Braun Breaker needs like a good storyline. Although, listen, this Joe Gacy storyline could be like, you know, one of the next best things. But it, it hasn't come off on the internet that way. It is not. None, none of it has. But anytime I can see Toxic Attraction, uh, wrestle, 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 bikini pick. Wrestle, 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 bikini pick. And uh, yeah. I'm okay with that. There's, okay, NXT, done. Uh, yes, Casey Conzaro, uh, Esther. How about... I'm just going to go right into Raw here. Um, Let's do it. Because this was supposedly... I'm going to let you take this over because you said you have a gripe. And you didn't watch. So there's that. And I didn't watch, but I kept up. <laughs> right. Okay. I know Cody Rhodes went to a fight in a suit. All right. Uh-huh. I was happy with that. Okay. I think that should have gone on last, but that's all that I have from Monday Night Raw. The floor is yours, brother. So. <laughs> brother. Um, I'm the, the following gripe has to do with the entire show. I'm going to wrap up this entire WWE segment since it, it, this is also supposed to be supposedly um, I put two words here. supposedly uh, the go home show for Hell in a Cell so these are supposed to be like the the mega tight mega good like you know let's let's hype this up because if I hadn't said something to Rob and Stephanie a couple weeks ago about getting together for this this pay-per-view uh probably we, this would have been the only time that we had talked about hell in a cell would be on this podcast right here because i have not heard one word outside of wwe talking about it on the interwebs it's like it's like null and void and it all started the only other thing that i saw about it was that venue change and that's not a good thing that wasn't hell in a cell uh that was money in the bank i'm sorry money in the bank sorry Money in the Bank, uh, not with this pay per view. I'm sorry. Hell, when when Money in the Bank was announced, as far as the the change of venue, that was like the only thing I saw as far as anything pay per view related. Everything else had to do with Raw or SmackDown or the unification of belts. That was it. So uh, that's that's where I, my gripe starts. Okay, Please, now go ahead before you say anything. Yes, the following gripe mm-hmm. is that of. Chris Mindell and his alone. Mm-hmm. It does not reflect the gripes that uh, uh, his par- partner and co-founder of the Sons of Slam podcast uh, exhibit of his own. This is, our, this is his own opinions. Go, buddy. The Monday Night Show, and it's a very it's a very small gripe, but it seems to be a small gripe that carries over into every single episode. And the weird thing about this is that I love. Shout out to. Uh, um, Shout out uh, to and I can't uh, ups and downs, um, ups uh, and downs, ups and downs. Xavier Woods no on uh, on YouTube. Up up down down. Uh, what culture wrestling? That's where I was going. Long whoa, walk, okay. long walk yeah, show up here. Not. But they have a show. I was like, they what have a show the called, hell's going on? They have right a show now. called Ups and Downs, and the and the guy that hosts the show, which is a very awesome guy. His name is Simon Miller. You could tell me Ups um, and Downs is the name of a drug show too. <laughs> put them both together. Uh, Simon Miller, and he, he said exactly what I was thinking, is that every single show that you watch, Raw or SmackDown, because of their ability or don't or their ability to want to stay even keel with every single wrestler that they put together, every match will either end in a roller for a pin or disqualification. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. That's it. That's it. So you can now almost guarantee every single match is going to have some sort of run-in to either a, a DQ or the just the uh, the interruption it leads into a small package for a win. And that's every single match. And not for nothing, AEW seems to have this this fault sometimes too. It's not as bad as WWE, but it's it's there where they'll just like have the DQs. Some sometimes they'll have like a run in, they, they'll have the run in from the tag. Oh, 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 oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They'll have a run in from a tag partner, come in. The other tag partner has to come in to get them out. There's a distraction right there, and then it ends up in a roll up or it ends up in a, in a in a finish. That's fine, but the the interruptions leading into the end of the finish seems to be like the WWE go to. Go ahead. Okay. I will make one. I, I agree with almost everything that you said, but, but AEW does not do disqualifications. They may have the run in where the run in from the other tag partner has to come and they, they fight out and they go into the, into the backstage area. And then right. they okay. both, All right, both toss enough. back an ice cold right. Modelo. What? <laughs> Awful. Sorry. That's but that's the one. Cause I okay. remember it wasn't too long ago that AEW was like, that's the first disqualification AEW has ever had. Oh, blah, right. Blah, blah. okay. All right. Fair enough. Yes. Man in the mask. <laughs> Go on. Fair enough. Is that the end of the gripe? That's my, my main gripe. So with that said, I have Bianca Belair, uh, taking on Oscar. Um, Becky was, uh, was ringside, uh, uh, was, was ringside for the commentary. Um, did a uh, uh, roll up for the win. Uh, Ezekiel and the Mysterials taking on Kevin Owens and Alpha Academy. Uh, I think that ended up in actually ended up in a win there, uh, regular win. Um, Alexa Bliss do drop. Okay, fine. Uh, Next twenty four seven title roll up. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's different. Uh, that's okay. You have to win that way. Uh, Mustafa Ali and, and Champa, and then DQ because Austin Theory. Um, let's see. Mustafa Ali and Austin Theory probably ended in DQ. Riddle, too. Riddle, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, uh, was it? He was like a surprise. Uh, that was a clean partner, pin, though. Surprise partner uh, defeated the Usos by disqualification. Um, what? Yep. Uh, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley. I believe this one was also. Let's see here. Finished up. Uh, uh, Pay the way. Ba 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 ba. AJ or, or uh, that was a run. Uh, that was a run. Uh, uh, Live won that, I think. Uh, Live did yes. Live ended up winning that one, uh, but by the by a, uh, a run in. Uh, the main event was the contract signing with Omos and MVP, which ended with uh, a table broken and Omos in the corner. Um, my point being, is just a lot of it just seems very predictable. And this twenty four seven, by the way, is uh, I will never get that like three minutes back in my life it's no it's i when i when i watch it now it's just i fast forward to the end to see what stupid thing they do and i get it's supposed to be ridiculous i get it's a ridiculous. do you know whose championship win was the peak of 24 7 championship yeah, peter rosenberg yes peter rosenberg yeah absolutely um it's in his it's in his intro for his uh his nightly news <laughs> oh it's in his intro for his podcast former 24 7 title holder peter rosenberg yeah yeah uh, I am your forever twenty four seven champion. That's how he calls himself. Yeah. So, which for so many people running after this title, it means absolutely nothing. Correct. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's no, like, it's just it's, You know what it is? It's time filler. 
It really is. Um, that was my gripe. I, I know it's some of it had uh, there, there were finishes. I'm not saying there weren't finishes. I'm just saying that the way they finished it just seems very lazy. And for a show that's supposed to be going into a pay per view, and it's the the going home show. It, it's this was one of the. I don't know. It seemed very bad. And also the SmackDown this past Friday was kind of bad. The idea of having you had just uh, for for one match that I can remember vividly, uh, Raquel against Ronda. And mm-hmm. they were going at it. And you had to have the interference by Natalia and Shayna Baszler, which ended up and being... And Shotzi getting locked up. And, Shotzi uh, getting locked up. Locked which, from the outside. Locked... <laughs> Yeah, everybody Who else locks a locker room from the outside. Yeah. That's a fire hazard. <laughs> That's they should have thought about that. Uh, the what's it the, the, like the main go the main go to for WWE tropes is let's have a match, but then you collectively hate these other people. So let's put you guys in a tag team with this other group. Now the main WWE uh, uh, approach to things is let's have two people with history. And they don't acknowledge each other until they bump backs in the ring and everybody. And then the camera zooms in on both of them. That's a very you hear the crowd go. Oh, shit. That's a very 80s thing. It's like a very 80s, 90s uh, move is to kind of kind of like do that back. Like Hogan would do that with like Warrior. I'll, I'll put it to you like this. If one day it comes out that Rhonda and Shayna are getting into a program and then like right at the beginning of that program, you just see Rhonda extend her hand like this, all fucking roided out. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the mega powers too. The mega powers combined. <laughs> uh, that was it. Okay, so all things WWE said. That's oh, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, so they they combined forces to make this tag team, and uh, I, I don't know where we're gonna go with this Hell and Cell because there's other than Cody and Seth Rollins. I mean, what do we what do we have here? We have I'll tell you right now what we have, Chris. Uh Theory versus Mustafa Ali for the US title. Theory. Uh Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan versus Judgment Day. Judgment Day. God. Let me let me repeat that. Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan mm-hmm. taking on Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is by the way, the two two of the best wrestlers on the planet. I just want to point that out. Uh, and that's also one of my own opinions, um, which is, I think it's bullshit. Uh, but AJ Styles wanted to sign an extension for this company. I got you. Uh, Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Ezekiel. I'm saying Zeke. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to hear Zeke speak. I don't know about anyone else. I'm loving this whole thing. I mean, he's, There's he's, absolutely he's no reason why anyone should. He speaks enjoy all the time. That character. He, he speaks all the time. He, he looks like the warrior, and he speaks like uh, I don't know, like a homegrown white boy. I have no idea. Ev, ev, like, there's no reason on paper this character should not work, but somehow it might be Kevin Owens. To be honest, Kevin Owens might be one of the reasons why this character is so over. Right do you, know, now. you do not understand the, excuse me, the the awesome wrestling capability of one Kevin Owens. Yes, just like just like you put if you if you put Kevin. I'm not talking about the wrestling ability. I'm talking about getting the storyline re- over. Wrestling is is a, I'm talking about encompassing. Wrestling is a whole thing. Oh, so okay, okay. Wrestling, okay, okay, wrestling, okay. like you can have a match as a main event that nobody expected to be one of the best matches of a very long time with Stone Cold Steve Austin, 
Or you can have this ridiculous storyline where you're with this guy who used to be this other character, had a six-month break, came back as a new character, and then you're supposed to put him over by having this psychotic conspiracy theory thing going on. That's that's what are you talking about what are you talking about characters? I got gotcha. Um, <laughs> that's Ezekiel, Elias' younger brother. Right. Also Sami Zayn. I was I was gonna say Sami Zayn is on the same level too, because if you can put over an entire cast of Jackass and have uh, one of the more entertaining matches, again, not expected, that's that's up there. That's all encompassing genius of wrestling. So yes, I, I can see that. I can see that he would lose his match because he wants for some reason this storyline to continue going on and he gets a kick out of it. Yeah. Um, now, when do we get Elias back? That's my question. <laughs> well, and if they could get, wow. how can they work that out? Wow. How can they work out? And like, remember Undertaker versus Undertaker? If they can get like someone that looks like Elias Ezekiel, wasn't there also a Kane versus Kane? <sighs> I don't remember that. Hmm. I remember, I don't know why, but I remember seeing a fake Kane, and then I want to say that it, it was like Luke Gallows. Like I think it was, I think it was Gallows. If there was only a device, I could tell you all. Fake Kane Doc Gallows. See if that comes up. <laughs> or fake Kane uh, Festus. Either Doc, of them might come up. To be honest, Doc Gallows, Imposter Kane. It was right. The fake Kane was first seen in 1998 when he accompanied. He was accompanied by Paul Bear. Imposter Kane was was Doc Gallows. That is correct. Man, I am on point today. He was. Um... Oh wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, please hold, because I'm trying. Mm-hmm. To, I'm trying to get the exact fake Kane. Imposter Kane came in '98, '99. I'm trying to work out the time frame because Gallows was born in '83, uh, which would only make him. 15. <laughs> Gallows was not born in eight. What? He's 38. Doc Gallows is only 38? That's what it says here. When did he debut with the WWE? What was he, 21? Uh, so, so, okay, so, I'm sorry. So so he wasn't in the initial... It doesn't say here who the initial fake Kane was, but he then came back in 2006. The imposter Kane later appeared, this time as, as Luke Gallows. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. No, Case I, closed. I didn't say you were wrong. I was just saying I there was, a, there was apparently a fake cane, initial fake cane, OG fake. Now cane. let's move on, please, for the love of God, into the reason I am wearing this T-shirt right now. Chris, <sighs> can you explain to the people what T-shirt I have on right Wait, now? Wait, I didn't finish. By the way, hold on. Oh, that's on me. Yeah, that's on you. I'm sorry. Uh, I thought we were done with that. No, we should have been. I got a short attention man. Yeah, me too. Uh, we're going on a, a rant. What? Here. We're going on a tangent. Yeah, Lashley versus Omos and MVP in a handicap match. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Asuka versus Becky Lynch in a triple threat match. Might be pretty good. And then Hell in a Cell match. The only Hell in a Cell match in the pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell. Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, Cody's going to win that probably. Hmm. I would assume. And expect Cody to do a moonsault off the top of the cage or some shit. Bust, bust both of his uh, toes again? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Something, something. Expect him to bleed for absolutely no reason whatsoever. It's from AEW. They all do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, A-dubs. Um, yeah, so now. Now we can talk about the shirt that you're wearing here. 
Speaking of A-dubs, let's get into it. Joseph is wearing a black, white lettering on top, red, faded lettering. Orange. Orange, okay. It reads red on the screen here. Orange lettering on the bottom, kind of faded. Scarlet. All right, that's enough of you. Uh, it says Hookhausen. <laughs> He's got that's it. right. My boys. <laughs> Hookhausen. Uh, way to represent. They started the show. Open up the whole shindig on on Sunday. What a pay per view, man! I, I what a pape what as a, Daddy Magic <laughs> a pape said. Daddy Magic Matt Menard. They, it, by the way, did you did you hear that uh, uh, that podcast, the, the Chris Jericho podcast with them? I did. That was very funny. <laughs> very hearing funny. it hearing it live, uh, hearing him do the whole intro on a podcast. Beautiful. You closed out the show. I know. That's, that's it was, great. It was wonderful. It was great. Do it, do it for uh, 12 weeks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a great, great podcast. Sports entertainers. Entertainers. Uh, <laughs> and, and hearing everyone and talk about NXT and like the, the I, I'm going to fast forward and talk about it again uh, right now. The they're, it's, Tonight just proved that they are the most over group in all of AEW. Oh, way, most over. Uh, name another group that's as over as they, they are right now. The Blackpool Combat Club. Not like this, dude. Like they I were like know. they were getting booed, <laughs> like booed off the, off the like them and as a group. I'm not talking about like MJF single single handedly. I'm talking about like as a group, like they just played into. Yeah, the, but think the about the climb of pops for the freaking uh, for for the entrance of the Blackpool Combat Club. Pop for Wheeler Yuta because Regal comes out with him. Pop for Daniel Bryan's music, Brian Danielson. Pop for Mox, big 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 soda pop for fucking. You want to know how over there? <laughs> soda pop. You know how over JAS is? Their heels to the utmost degree, and the entire arena still sings Judas. That's how over they are to the point where Jericho cuts them off. And that's that's amazing. It's just, it's the whole thing's amazing. And then what I please remind me what they said tonight as far as. Um, oh, okay. I'll get into it. <laughs> the, the, the Roman Reigns uh, dig in there, which I, I, I spit <laughs> up my water. <laughs> So I love it the, when he when Jericho talks about the, the whole being a wizard, uh, and I watched, I tried to see if they start cracking up because that is a very funny line that he just throws it in there, um, and just once again goes to show that Jericho is one of the best ever because he constantly reinvents himself, and this is just another thing that he has in his belts and he call himself a wizard. I'll throw a fireball in your face because I'm a wizard. I just it's he tried it's so to stupid. burn me. What kind <laughs> of man wants to put another man on fire? And then Excalibur goes, well, you're that kind of man. (laughs) Very subtle. (laughs) Um, So uh, uh, what's his name? Cool Hand Angelo Parker. Cool Hand Ange. Angelo Parker. Mm -hmm. Uh, He introduced the JAS to the AEW Galaxy. (laughs) Because they're sports entertainers. Yes, go on. Because, yes, because they're sports entertainers. Entertainers. Yes. And whilst introducing the Jericho Appreciation Society sans Danny Garcia. Because he had a match later on. Not The Rock's ex-wife, Danny Garcia, one half of Seven Bucks Productions. Daniel Garcia. Producer of XFL. Go on. Correct. Uh, He asked the AEW Galaxy to, and I quote, appreciate us. (laughs) (laughs) 
tell which you. is why we say sons of slam county <laughs> appreciate us appreciate us <laughs> and yeah it's a county it's not a fucking galaxy yet like we're getting there yeah, we're right getting there. guys yeah that's right we were, it's we were. like a thousand or so people <laughs> <laughs> we were inlet now we're at county as of sports entertainers entertainers oh god appreciate us <laughs> appreciate us i love it i, I love it It was it. wonderful it just it just adds to it all right anyway um double or nothing yes opening up with your boys uh hookhausen yes uh with i Dan, loved it Dan every Housen, second of Dan it Housen and hook uh taking on tony niece and smart mark sterling what a pop for a hook you really what a pop i think he said one word the entire time he's actually wrestled uh, four words. What else has he said? You got my attention. Okay, right. That's right. That's it. And he shook his hand. Uh, he's him it's and wonderful. Him and Wardlow, like Wardlow tonight too. Uh, you've you've slapped the uh, the Goldberg moniker on him with the the whole thing with coming from the back, but the difference being is that he can actually wrestle. Yes, think about the run. That hook's gonna go on mm-hmm. a singles run. That hook's gonna go on when uh, quote unquote Team Taz, more specifically uh, Starks and Hobbs, yeah. start doing their own thing, mm-hmm. and Taz can strictly be the voice piece for his son Hook. Oh, oh, we're gonna have another Paul Heyman Brock Lesnar on our hands. Why did they wait on that? Because Hook's fucking like nineteen. Okay. Or twenty one, something like that. Yep. He's young. But would you? What you is, don't need to. You don't need to have this establish that now. Crazy push on him right now. You get his in ring work up and running, mm. which is good for for how long he's been in the Very in good. the business. Phenomenal. Yeah. And he's learning from one of the best. Some might say the best person to learn pro wrestling. I'm sure. But it doesn't need to be full sink or swim in the nine foot deep end water. You can slow burn it a little bit. They slow burned uh hangman pages title reign uh for two and a half fucking years. They did. They did. And there's no crying in wrestling. I promised myself I wouldn't cry. Well get ready. Um, God damn <laughs> Dude, here's the thing I think I might have a good thing as an actor. Because I almost willed myself into shedding a tear just, just now. now because I felt it. You remember you, that was crazy. That was crazy, man. Yeah, you remember what happened at the end of the show and shit. I could be a sports entertainer. <laughs> five, five, uh, five, six, one, two, yeah, about four fifths of the of the room in the uh, in the text message uh, were crying, and one of us were like, "Ah, eh, I called it." We'll get, we'll get to that. Fuck you. Go on. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, starting off the night with MJF and Warlow, and I want to kind of parse in tonight's episode of Dynamite with this because Warlow destroyed MJF to the point where not only did he do about eight powerbomb symphonies, but then tonight on Dynamite in the lower third, it said destroyed by Wardlow <laughs> at Double or Nothing 2022. Um, yeah. So he, now, before we get into, <laughs> oh, and then and then what happened here? Yes, go ahead. Double or nothing. We need to talk about what happened prior to double or nothing. 
let's talk about let's talk about all things MJF right now. Let's 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 do a timeline piece here. If we can okay. do, if we can solidify this in like uh, three minutes here. Okay. Um, okay. Or less. Sunday morning. Yes. I'm sorry. Saturday. Saturday no, morning. Friday. Friday night. Friday night. <laughs> let's keep going back. There you go. Okay. Friday night. We'll get there. Friday morning. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get Friday there. morning. Uh-huh. MJF. Uh, Friday night. MJF <laughs> no shows something. Correct. He no showed the fan fest. On Friday. The double or nothing fan fest. Yep. That was no Friday. showed the fan fest. Yes. Friday night, I believe it comes out that MJF has purchased a plane ticket home. Yes. And the dirt sheets made it very clear. We are not saying that he boarded that plane. We're just saying we're reporting that we have heard that a ticket has been purchased for MJF Mm -hmm. To go home from Vegas. I'm going to add onto this by by saying that uh, I hate mentioning his name, but on Wrestling Observer Radio, Meltzer came out and said that he. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> there are, there's evidence as to MJF never booking the flight, and he goes on to say, "quote They believe the flight was booked, and they had seen evidence that a flight was booked without giving away too much information. We did have someone who was able to see. Basically, there was no record in the system that Maxwell Friedman was booked for this flight." There were the records of the flight he was going to take after the pay-per-view, but there were no records of the flight schedule for yesterday. There was no flight that he took. He was here in Las Vegas the whole time. I have a question. Please. What fucking system is he looking at? It makes no sense. Is Dave Meltzer himself (laughs) looking into the airline tickets for JetBlue or American Airlines? Despite all that. What? He 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 has inside people. Despite all that. Oh, yeah. He knows people higher up at Delta. And yet we're talking about wrestling on a wrestling podcast. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yes, understood. Yeah. Yes, he has the inside, the inside scoop on Delta. But with even all that being said, you do not think that what happened, on, we'll talk about what just happened also on Twitter with, with AEW on, on uh, TV on Twitter. Um, they were the first damn match of the whole night. So... At what point would have not would have they pulled a WWE and said, "Listen, we're going to advertise." It was advertised the entire night that this match was happening, but we're either not going to have it as the first match since the 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 lineup of the card had come out, or we're going to cut it and then like halfway through the show have you know Excalibur do it, uh, Michael Cole and say, "Listen, we you know we had MJF it was Warlow. It's supposed to be a match, but blah blah blah. And now Warlow's out of his contract. It would be some." And then Tony calls him a piece of trash. Right there, you go. And then, and then human filth turn it into him being have a, a contract signing backstage because they had to you know turn one eighty last second and that that been some nonsense. But no, you just see MJF smile ear to ear, shaking Tony's hand. <laughs> no, no, there's there's a match, and he this is this would be the press conference. All right, I will be taking all questions right now, and they go ooh 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 Max 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 Max. He's like, all right, you mm-hmm. guy answers, you know. How many years did you sign for? And you go, no comment. Thanks everyone for the uh, the press conference. I appreciate it. I'm glad to answer all your questions. We'll get. I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. There you go. Yeah, I mean he's he's he went on to he was signed for like a low hundred thousand area. He did an extension, and then he you know his main gripe is you know guys like Sam Punk come in and he's he's making you know, a couple million dollars a year. Um, so he got absolutely squashed by Wardlow. I destroyed. Um, there was really no offense other than the fact that he 
I think he might have hit him once or twice. He he came up with the ring from his pants. They were they did that funny spot where he was on his knees, camera facing camera had had the ring on his finger. Referee comes over, they both standing behind his back and lifts the finger, lifts the ring off his finger. Um, yeah, he got absolutely destroyed. Uh, I was really hoping MJF had the other ring from the other year that he wanted in his finger in his pants. It's, it's the same ring. I know, but it just it's we're, we're talking wrestling. Oh, we're talking wrestling. Know? Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. He can have another fucking ring. It could be plastic. Who the fuck knows? It's fucking wrestling, dude. Come on. The whole point of the tournament was to was to fight for that one ring. Um, let's see. Okay. Okay. Yes. In football, that goes three minutes. Yes. Go ahead. In football, uh-huh. you always the the point is to get to the Lombardi. Correct. You want to get the Lombardi. But they is there one own, Lombardi? They each get their own Lombardi. I got you. Now, Stanley Cup, which <laughs> is the most prestigious trophy in all there's of sports. There's one. Sports. There is only one. There's one. Just like the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy. There was one, and it got destroyed. There was one, and then it got destroyed by Baron destroyed. Corbin. He's not happy anymore, let's be honest. The guy's fucking miserable as fuck. He's a Baron again. But uh, let's Okay, back to MJF. So he got destroyed. Tonight. He's advertised for Dynamite. Comes out. MJF speaks. MJF speaks tonight on Dynamite. He was advertised on Twitter. Mm-hmm. This guy's this guy's about you know about to talk. Does his piece. We'll talk about what exactly what he said right now. Does his piece. They immediately delete that whole piece on Twitter. AEW on TV deleted the entire thing that he they they coming up that whole that whole uh, graphic. Gone. Really gone. 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 So, I did not know this. Gone. So this just plays into, if again, if this is a work, this is a, a stroke of genius. Um, and yeah, that's it. Okay, so there's that. MJF gets on the microphone tonight on Dynamite. And he went the fuck off on Tony Khan. Uh, see, so it was basically, he, he and, and mind you, in this entire time of, of his, his tirade that he went on, he went from, and this is the genius of MJF. I'll give him credit for this because this is insanely hard to do. Only a few people can do this. If you're as good on the mic as MJF is, you can do this. They mm-hmm. were they they started the 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 promo went. The entire crowd was shut the fuck up. Yep, they were telling him to shut the fuck up. He had to pause for a second. He was trying to go through it on the mic. He couldn't because it was so loud. He went from shut the fuck up to the entire crowd was cheering him in sta- with a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. This whole promo. Of however long it was, three to four minutes, whatever it was, was brilliant. Just because of that, what I just said, you, you had an this, absolute this masterpiece. A range of emotion, and it started from being loathed to being loved, and on the dime, on the dime. And now you're not going to see him for however long it's going to be, because you're they're play, either playing into this this narrative of him versus Tony, and you might see him next week, uh, but or you might not see him for a couple of weeks. And he comes back and start this all over again. What happens if he comes back, shaves his head, shaves his head completely? He's a totally, totally different character. Throws on a leather vest, trunks. <laughs> <laughs> and he calls himself the ringmaster. I got it. <laughs> Two <laughs> knee braces. Uh-huh. And he calls himself ice cold MJ. <laughs> <laughs> what a rip. <laughs> what a rip. Uh, he basically, so what, what did he say? He basically went on to uh, uh, to say that he was talking as Max Friedman, 
So it was going as MJF for Maxwell. Takes off the Burberry. Took off the took off the scarf. Um. So everything basically he was he was going to talk about uh, uh, Tony Khan. He talked about the merger that just happened because he's 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 so worried about this merger with Warner and Discovery. Commented that it would be a shame if something bad happened with a number of executives in, in attendance. Uh, he did mention. Um, uh, oh, that's what he was talking about. Yes. Those are the exact. Oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, this is why I'm here. Uh, I thought he was talking about New Japan. He was referencing um, a sit down that he had with Khan before describing it was uh, too little, too late. Continued by saying that uh, despite these are just from my notes, uh, despite that uh, his achievements, he gets no respect. Um, always under microscope, he was carrying the company. Uh, he quickly turned on the fans because, like I said, they were they were chanting, you know, "Go fuck yourself." Um, some are cheering. He goes, some of you that are cheering, where were you when you when you were calling me an unprofessional piece of shit? Oh, he must have said the word shit like a, you know, half a dozen times. Uh, next bullshit time, also. Bullshit. And then and at the end, I'll go into that. Um, MGF continued on with, uh, you know, as far as the other AEW wrestlers in the back, accused them of wanting his spot. The, uh, not that it matters. He said that he can't. Uh, they can have it as he doesn't want to be here anymore. Before branding the fans uneducated marks who don't know shit, um, and then he saved everything the the worst of it for last. Uh, so doesn't pretend to watch New Japan <laughs> or chase star ratings, naming himself the best in the world, adding uh, doesn't have to do bullshit to get people to care. He proceeded to the, uh, to say that the big man in the back took him for granted, Tony Khan. Uh, we went on to call Khan Stat Boy Tony, mm-hmm. as he pointed out to the rating success of his segments, so that he's number two. Who, who's number one? I would assume Jericho. Jericho or Punk? I think I think MJF was trying to make the point that from day one. Got it. Okay. If you look at every single, okay. I think it's Jericho. Okay. Um. Uh. Rating success for his segments went on, uh, took, was taking it to another level. Uh, called out Khan over his contract, accusing his boss of hoarding money to give to ex WWE guys who are. And I quote, and I quote, <laughs> quote. On, on AEW on TBS, X W W E guys. There's zero sugarcoat in that whole statement. Uh, and you know what that is? No. That's a. <laughs> shot shot fine uh who aren't fit to lace his boots he continued by asking hey boss would you treat me better if i was an xww guy uh and then he closed out uh screaming that he didn't want to be he didn't want to wait excuse me he didn't want to wait until 2024 he wanted out now begging con to fire him and his closing line which were all completely bleeped out <clears throat> you got it i do go ahead he says, I want you to fire me. You And I'm going to try not to say, I, I'm going to, because I'm family sleeping in here. I'm going to try not to scream this. He it. goes, I want you to fire me. You fucking Mark. <laughs> fire me, Tony. Fire me, you fucking Mark. And you like, know what MJF did with that whole segment? And I got to go back and watch it after we record this, because this is, that was insane. This, this, what I'm about to do can be described perfectly, sums up perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Of what MJF did with this entire segment. 
at him. Whip his big old dick right on the fucking table. Hey, I'm telling you, the, the this segment, walk, go back and watch it, and then watch from the time when they either start, they, they chance him out, almost out of the ring, like he could have stopped and just dropped the mic and left, but he continued on. He pressed on. So from the time that they cursed him out to get out of the ring to cheering him on, that it's it's just it's just genius. I mean that 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 one segment might have just made him like over over. Like he he might be if 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 nothing else he'll be the next uh, uh, when when CM Punk goes through his litany of upper echelon matches, but then you know he'll beat them all. He'll get to MJF and and lose to him um, for the belt. Because this this whole, this segment alone, just like just like CM Punk got made doing his pipe bomb, this this will uh, he was already made, but but not like this, like he's just it's it's just crazy. Yeah, this this was uh, pipe bomb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This this was MJF's pipe bomb for it, sure. It really was. I mean, he, and he said some like crazy stuff on the mic before, but this was like dead on so to go and what we said we talked about before like I, you were absolutely right like the idea of having you know boss versus employee but this is not a Vince McMahon so Tony Khan is is not that guy but he's a very creative guy and he I'm sure you can come up with a story where it, it kind of fits his narrative and have you know it, it wouldn't be the craziest thing if you have like CM Punk who's kind of on the fence you know either you love him or you hate him um you could still, I could see Tony Khan being a heel. <laughs> He's got like that with that whiny nasally voice that you want to like punch, and then have like CM mm-hmm. Punk be a heel and, and like he's like his guy, and then MJF comes back as like the anti. You 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 mocked as far as like have him shave his head <laughs> and put on the knee braces. It, I, you could easily have him turn. And, and be, I I saw guy. it in this promo. He he could easily be that guy. Um, so yeah, talk about Psalms. Talk about John three sixteen. <laughs> Maxwell three sixteen says I just whipped your ass. Yeah, that was that was some shit. Uh, double or nothing. Back to back to that. Uh, so Warlow is free. Um, the Hardys versus uh, the Young Bucks. Uh, speaking of scary moments, at some points, uh, yeah. Uh, which, Sometimes at some point during that match, I was like, uh, which is why. Oh, I, which, oh thank God. Which goes to thank God that went well. Uh, Jeff Jeff Hardy was did not wrestle tonight, which you can see why after this match. Uh, Jeff Hardy looked uh, <sighs> beat up, destroyed. Pick a word. Can I can I be completely honest with you? When I saw Jeff Hardy wrestle in, at Double or Nothing, yeah, I thought of one thing and one thing only. Oh sure, Hardy versus Thing. <sighs> Jeff, yeah, Jeff Hardy versus Thing. Jeff Hardy versus Thing. Yes, two. Whichever one he was very fucked up at. Oh no! I'm 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 oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was thought I was thinking that you were saying you want to see that match because, and I said, oh, you want to like this is Jeff Hardy versus. Oh no, 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 no! The second I, the sequel, I, <laughs> the sequel to that. No, one. okay. So there was only one, which means, yeah, yes, Jeff Hardy versus Sting one. Tn yes. So we we recall again because we talked about this before. Uh, Jeff Hardy having a basically a a overdosed, almost overdosed, uh, comatose alcohol drug induced night against Sting in TNA. Um, I mean that's just a good way to saying he was fucked up by yes by naughty naughty things and on multiple different narcotics and alcohols. I would sting assume. sting uh, being the consummate with the professional. You know, if you watch that video, you can see he's, he's not pleased at all. Um, Ist. goes to the match. Uh, speaking of roll ups, just rolls <laughs> rolls him up. Matches over. Um, 
that there's a storyline. In, in all fairness, you have like a if you want to break the the fourth wall, have that storyline where it's like I, I used to be screwed up and I straight my life. They tried to do that in WWE <laughs> with him and Elias. I mean Ezekiel. Yeah. Um, no, that was Elias. That was Elias. Sorry, that was the older brother. Got that it. was Elias, Ezekiel's older brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so stupid in its premise, but it might be one. It, it's a very funny. It's because it's, so it's, it's of Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens and not, that that sell that he does with like, describing it that way is very funny. But Kevin Owens sell. Uh, I mean, totally it should that. not work. It shouldn't work. But the two of them are great. It's <laughs> awesome. The two of them are great. Um, <laughs> so funny. Uh, the elite versus the elite, and I want to shout out to uh, Brandon Cutler because he never gets love. The, the crowd was chanting his name, and <laughs> the Young Bucks quickly put the kibosh on that. There's mm-hmm. no love for Cutler whatsoever. Um, and yeah, and some of the as you mentioned, some of the bumps that uh, Jeff had in this match, uh, especially on the top rope, <laughs> it's like that that one hard camera side corner that you kept going on top of. Man, the balls just kept getting bounced off of that thing. There was one spot that Jeff Hardy took where if I hadn't seen it before, it would be way, way cooler mm-hmm. when I saw Jeff Hardy do it. And that's the bump onto the steps. Yeah. That bump onto the steps that are sideways is overused at this point to me. In AEW. It's oversaturated. In, in AEW. It's, I mean, it's not really. Have you ever seen it anywhere else? No, but I'm saying. Have you ever seen it? In, in WWE? No, but I'm saying they could do it. There you go. How about you steal some AEW moves instead of doing the same shit over and over? You can do something like that and and kind of get a little more edgy. Go on. Sorry. They used to do it in, you in, could. in uh, Attitude Era. It happened all the time. Ruthless aggression. It's It was like commonplace. Like, yeah, oh, and then the movie this. Concussion came out and Vince is like, no more blood. There you go. The, the, the sideways stair spot is just way too overused for me at this point. I don't... Uh, the first time you see it, you go, holy fuck. How has nobody ever thought of that? Right. And then everybody starts thinking about it. And now everybody wants to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the one thing I got to say to that is stop yourself, please. <laughs> right now. It's getting Because we don't need it. Way over. If we had seen Jeff Hardy do it for the first time, we would have went, this motherfucker, uh-huh. he'd just find something else to put his body onto. <laughs> but now you go. Uh, uh, here we go. That's uh, another spot. Him, Darby Allen. Uh, I mean, it's really just the two of them, <laughs> as far as as far as the you know the, the extreme spots. I mean, Young Bucks kind of get into somewhat risque spots. So does uh, uh, someone just took an, a wicked spot? Oh, Daniel Garcia just took a crazy spot oh, off the steps. Oh, not sideways though. That's right. Not sideways. Yeah, you would think that. Which I appreciated because the way he fell on those steps. Uh, you could have convinced me that he cut open his fucking side. I just want to say the side of his fucking from armpit to freaking hip bone was just completely uh, open. I just don't understand. Like they take these, they learn how to take these bumps. Uh, how do they learn? But if you take a bump, if you, the first thing you're supposed to learn when you take a bump is you land on the the very meat middle part of your back and you put your hands to the side. That's a flat back bump. I understand that. But then it, to take an actual bump, you just move, lift your, your arms up. But once you learn how to do that, then you're used to that your body gets uh, you know, set memory. You're just landing on your back. We, if, if that's the case, then you see these guys do it all the time. You did, Daniel Garcia did it. You land on your back. Maybe it's the angle it, that you're falling down. He didn't land down. on his back on I mean, that it's, one. He it's landed easier. on his side. It's, easier. it's probably easier said than done. I, I, I have no way in, in hell of doing it. I'm just saying. Eh, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I get it. 
I just I, I get what you're I don't saying. Wanna, I don't want to see these people get like destroyed because <laughs> they uh, for our entertainment it's great. Again, I I fall back onto the dynamite that we attended live when we saw Darby Allen f- fall twenty feet from the sky onto chairs that gave absolutely no give. There was these were not gimmick chairs, and yet he was able to kind of get up because he's young and he's not you know old yet with brittle bones. But here's Jeff Hardy at forty four, forty five, and he's gonna you know continue doing this until he breaks <laughs> there should be no reason whatsoever why in let's say 15 to 17 15 to 20 years from now mm. that i can't take my own kids that are nowhere even near born yet that there's no reason why i can't take my own kids to go see darby allen and sammy guevara mm. wrestle but the way that they fucking throw their goddamn bodies around. <laughs> You'll be lucky. <laughs> I I don't think that's going to happen. You'll be very lucky to see that. You know who is very lucky? Mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Because he gets to go home to take Conti every night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oof, oof, oof. Uh, anyway, Hardy's win. <laughs> Share all that. Hardy's win. Anyway, Hardy's win. Hardy's, Hardy's win. They get the win. Uh, really good match. Uh, there were only two matches this, on, on this night. That I had uh, gripes about. Uh, we will get to that. Um, was it the Tay Conti match? Please uh, don't say yes. No, uh, yes, it is. Oh, uh, and it's not because of her. Um, fuck. It's not because of her. I, I love her. She was like a highlight of that match. Today. She really was. Um, <laughs> it's just me, though. <laughs> it's just me. Yeah, it's just me. The, the only reason why I like that match. Uh, this being one of them, Jade Cargill versus Anna J. And honestly, for no fault of Jade Cargill, we, we, we bitch and moan as far as like her, her greenness in the ring. Um, this was kind of a match that I didn't care about. I just kind of like thrown together and, and I fought you before I'm going to get my revenge. Did anybody I expect- believe the consensus on the group chat was this is our first bathroom. Break. Our bathroom break was happening. Um, yeah. So other than getting the oof factor from both, uh, it was, Ugh. it was very, very obvious who was going to win this. Uh, but, but I don't think so. You, 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 you really I didn't think Anna it was a, obvious who was going to win that. You had a, you thought Anna J had any shot whatsoever. I thought, here's here's the way my brain works. Mm. Kira Hogan noticed that Anna J was getting a head of steam on her, and that Jade was so, uh, somewhat in trouble, so she caused the distraction. Okay, that's where my head went. Okay, I even have in my notes. Anna J could have won that had it not been for a distraction. I don't think Anna J is the the one to take that from to, to end her streak. You think it's Anna J? No, it's the person who uh, go on. Oh yes, yes. So uh, we had it wasn't the match that was. I feel like this match was just made just for this moment because yes, it, it, the, the match ended. Cargo won, and then we had not one, but dos debuts. Dos debuts seems to be a. Double or nothing type of thing. Ah, you. Damn. Hang on. (laughs) Where did Danielson and Cole debut? Was that double or nothing? No. All right. Then never mind. Next. No, it wasn't double or nothing. It was in Chicago, wasn't it? All out. You're right. All out. You're right. That's on me. Uh, w- uh, oh, but so- yes, we're not talking about this match anymore. We were talking about the two debuts. <laughs> the debuts. Uh, one Stokely Hathaway. One Stokely Hathaway. FKA Malcolm Bivens. <laughs> Malcolm Bivens from the Diamond Mine. He pulled a uh, like a it seemed like a 
don't know. These guys have like these Rick Rude situations where like I can see you on TV one night and then I can look over here and see like, oh wait, you're over here now. It just seems it's only like, a handful of them. It just seems like a, it was so it's such a quick turnaround. Yeah, because you know they, they're they're. Uh, it's only when your contract runs out. Contract runs out. Um, but his seemed very quick. I I uh, there was like a couple weeks. Yeah, I was saying it wasn't ninety days or sixty days. No, that's what I'm saying. There's no non-compete. Yeah. He could have, if he was released Why on a Tuesday. Why didn't he have enough? If he was released after NXT 2.0 on a Tuesday. Right. Real, uh, I'm sorry. If his contract ran out, mm. right, like it, they go at midnight tonight, right after NXT goes off the air, two hours after that, mm. your contract is ended and you are free to do whatever you want. He could have ended up on Dynamite the next night. Yeah. It's but, just that when you get released, you have that in... in uh, but why didn't he have a 90-day or 60-day? Because he didn't get released. His contract ran out. I thought he got Brian released. Brian Danielson's contract ran out. He didn't get released. Got it. I don't think... That is a certain stipulation. Mm. Like, uh, I, I don't think people who go, my uh, once my contract is done, I'm going to have a 30-day non-compete clause. Right. I think that non-compete clause is just if you get released within the terms of your contract, if I'm not mistaken. And knowing our friends, I'm sure I will be <laughs> Highly mistaken. thrown to the gallows <laughs> if I am wrong. So... Uh... Yes, Stokely. Stokely Hathaway, Hathaway is who now, development from this past uh, couple hours ago sure. is uh, Jade Cargill's publicist. Publicist, yes, and a I think a much, okay. much better mouthpiece for Cargill than uh, absolutely. I agree with that. That, that, that I have no qualms with that. Okay, a publicist. Uh, get her name out there. She's trying to try okay. to expand her brand. Now, cut the shit. Uh, you want to pop to everybody? Cut the shit. Duh. I'm her Duh. advocate. There you go. Perfect. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Nobody's <laughs> using it right now. Duh. Uh, yeah, so then uh, uh, the baddies were coming out beating up everybody, and then who comes out? But another debut Ugh. in one Ember Moon. I mean, Athena. Yes. Or if you heard Tony Schiavone a couple hours ago, it was Alina. Athea. Athea. <laughs> <laughs> It was. It was like, <laughs> did she? Did he say a Thea? I thought he said a Leah. As or... <laughs> soon as I heard that, I go, Oh no, Tony! Oh, Tony! You just pulled a CM Punk. Oh no, oh, Tony! Soon. Thank God that goddamn earring makes you look gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> You're very cool with that earring. Um, I, I shouldn't talk after him. So, Athena is now all elite. So good for her. She she has. I, I feel like. Her, Samoa Joe, like all these people are going to be like these higher upper echelon wrestlers in AEW, but for some reason, WWE could not see that they still had something going on. First of all, I don't get it. You're saying that they're these higher echelon, upper echelon people in, in AEW when realistically, mm-hmm. right I'm now, not saying that their talent reflects that. They're mid card right now. They are in the mid card. Right. Hear me, hear me out. They, they are, are they're, actually firmly implanted in the mid card. They, they right, but here's the thing: is that AEW has a great way. Tony Khan has a great way of taking the mid card, air quote mid card, and, and illuminating. You can, and you can take that same mid card and make it a main event. Yeah, like there's really 
honestly, there's you can say mid card because it's placed in the middle of the of the night, but you can still have Samoa Joe take on somebody in a main event. I mean, and and you wouldn't blink an eye. So why can't you have Athena versus you know Jay Cargill uh, for the TBS title in a main event? Or I mean, you know, Jay Cargill. Oh, that'll be the main event of Rampage, of course. Of Rampage, (laughs) it could be a main event of, of Dynamite. Eh. No, it absolutely could. It Maybe. Absolutely, it absolutely could. Well, first of all, it's CBS. And second of all, yeah, <laughs> they they could absolutely have that. Yeah, which is weird. And then you had Scorpio Sky on. on uh, with TNT. <laughs> the TNT yeah. title. I know. Um, and now. What? 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 I, that's what I'm saying. What? what? It, doesn't, no. it just does. <laughs> what, what's going on? What? Uh, we have what? The, probably, well, one of two of my favorite matches of the night. And. Uh, I said to you at the end of this. I said to everybody in the group. I was like, I, I, "What do you do after this match?" Because holy shit, <laughs> it's uh, out of ten. I got to give it at least a nine point five. Uh, if if nothing else, um, the the de- which another, match are you talking about? Debut. I'm sorry, I have my glasses off currently. So right you, you couldn't see it. You couldn't, you couldn't hear me when you were took your glasses off. Oh, you're still talking about the day. The the I'm still talking about the next match that I love so much. Okay, go which, on. Which would be Death Triangle versus uh, Thousand Black. Uh, I was saying, I, and the correct people won, and the correct people won. Yes, uh, absolute insane match, uh, just uh, top to bottom, just a uh, uh, ten out of ten, uh, nine out of ten, ten out of ten, just absolutely insane. Uh, the bumps that were taken in this match, plus the fact that we had a somewhat debut in a group at the end of this a, match, a turn, turn debut. Like, it really wasn't like an alignment. That, it wasn't that was that was too unexpected. Um, shout out to Brody King also in, in his match doing a uh, a tope and hitting the, hitting the top of his back on the ring apron. Like, oh, that looks so painful. You are a big boy, so I don't know if you guys know this, but if you heard Jr., mm-hmm. you know that's the hardest part of a wrestling ring. <laughs> uh, and not not only do they know that, does everybody know that? But now WWE knows that, and he, they're expressing to all their fans too that the hardest part of the wrestling ring is the apron. They've all been doing it for a while, but we. But I feel like now I could just be watching more wrestling now. But now I feel like it's amped up. It's more. They're, they're amping getting, it up. They make it more obvious. They're amping and amping. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the the beginning there was that that one spot in the beginning of the match where it was uh, Buddy Murphy and Ray. I'm sorry, it was Buddy Buddy Murphy and Penta. And they kept going back, back and forth from uh, between the ropes, and they would slide and face each other, like face to face on the ground, and then yeah. get thrown back into the ropes, do it again. Like, it was, it was such a creative match. And I mean this with all due respect and no uh, pun whatsoever. Mm. It was more like a Mexican standoff. It really. <laughs> I, I guess it was. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was. Uh, so yes, the, the alignment at the end of the match here, when uh, the lights go out and pack is on the top about to do his 450 splash the lights, come back on and it's one Julia Hart and Julia Hart with the, the black makeup does the, the black spit in the face to pack. Um, it was hot and, <laughs> <you like that>? <laughs> <laughs> and Malachi black uh, finishes off pack with a back heel kick and the uh, house of black gets the win. Um, this was, if nothing else, again, Tony Khan doing very slow, slow simmering storylines and with the payoff on their biggest pay-per-view of the year uh, with uh, Julia Hart finally turning. Um, You're going to be Julia Black? Ah. Oh. Hey, Julia, if you want to make that name real, I'll let your boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
SummerSlam. Uh, <laughs> the final. <laughs> so now, yeah. so what do we? And I said to you, what, what match could possibly follow that? And you said, well, I guess this one. And so we had a match that could be a, a main event, which was Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, who have never fought before. Go figure. Ever. Ever. Yeah, because they both, none of their times in their respective uh, brands. Allowed such things Anywhere. to happen. They were, like when, when Samoa Joe left Ring of Honor, it was when Adam Cole was going into Ring of Honor. They could All that. Couldn't they have done it in NXT? No. Were they there at the same time? No. Really? Cole was, yeah, because Cole was gone. Uh, when he was champ. Samoa, when 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 Joe came into NXT, he was feuding with with uh, Cross. They never explained that, by the way, because wrestling, not a once because wrestling because wrestling. Like they never explained the reason why he was a champion one day and the very next day, literally, uh, that's not facetious. Literally, next day there was no NXT champion. He vanished off the face of the earth like, as if it was like a uh, Thanos snap, and it was five years later. And then popped up on AEW television and won. I'm sorry, popped up at Ring of Honor and then won the Ring of Honor television championship on AEW television. It's weird. <laughs> My mind's being blown right it's now. It's weird. Um, this match was good. It, it, again, it, there was, I don't think there's anything that could have followed this, this other match, the uh, Death Triangle match, I, honestly. Um, it, it's, which kind of sucks because you had these weeks and weeks and weeks of this tournament to crown a champion. Uh, so we do have a new champion, a new Owen Hart Foundation champion in Adam Cole. Why? Yes. Sorry. Why didn't uh, Joe come out with the title? It's a good question. It was yeah, I thought, odd to me. I, yeah, we nobody ever said, <laughs> said that in the chat. I was thinking that. So yeah. Like nope. Yeah, he didn't come out with the title. Um, Adam Cole won, and then the very next match was for the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Championship. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Ruby Soho, of course. Of yeah. course. Someone, someone said online, too, like, how the hell are you going to have Adam Cole and Ruby Soho stand next to each other? <laughs> like, yeah, they're both just mean mugging each other. <laughs> like, Grr. And Ruby's just going, I mean, my bad. Uh, sorry, I know. This is just awkward. Uh, Britt Baker won. And, and another, like, okay, it was a good match. Nothing to write home about. Yeah, um, A couple matches. There were three women's matches. Matches. Botches. botches yeah, a couple botches. Uh, the, the best of the three women's matches was, was to come. Um, it's still to come. Uh, but it was it was good. We had Britt Baker win, so now the two of them get on on the stage to get a nice little bell from Martha, Martha Hart, Doctor Martha Hart. Uh, don't, don't forget your hats next year, as she she tells everybody. Make sure you have your hats on. And uh, yeah, what was that all about? I'm not really sure. I bet she's got a hat company. <laughs> Maybe it's it's for the Owen Hart Foundation. Um, could be. Yeah, it could be. So they had uh, the belts were actually. Uh, did you get this information? Modeled after the old Stampede Wrestling belt. Stampede Wrestling, thank you. That Owen Hart was part of, yes. Uh-huh. Got it, yep. Uh, uh, so they won that, so congratulations to the two of them. Uh, this uh, this is the other match that I just could do without. So our mixed trios match. <laughs> First mixed trios match um, in, all of, in all of All Elite. Uh, yes. So uh, Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Tay Conti. Looking like, looking like Maleficent, good God. Uh, taking on uh, your TNT champion, Scorpio Sky, All Ego, Ethan Page, and the debut of Paige Van Zant. Oof, oof. Wonderful. Oof, oof. Oof, oof, oof. Shout out to Paige for our, in her first match pulling off a Michinoku driver. That was pretty that impressive. Was, that was very that. impressive. That was, that was probably the most impressive thing she did because she seemed, I mean, she was very green. You could tell. And you know who you could, t- you could thank uh, for that? For her. 
plethora of wrestling knowledge already and, and how to perform these moves. Can I guess uh, one Omega of the Kenny variety? You can, and you would be incorrect. Oh, who would that be? One Gangrel. I think I knew that. <laughs> you probably I, did. I think I knew that. Which yeah, is why, was, which is why he was on Rampage. When I found that out, I was like, all right, Gangrel. He was on, he was on Rampage <laughs> on Friday. He was. He was. So, yeah. He was. Speaking of which, look at, look at Christian. Bring it back bring, to Brandon Cutler. Christian bringing his Did you see in. how Brandon Cutler was dressed on Friday on Rampage? I did. That was hilarious. <laughs> Brandon Cutler dresses Lita. God damn. <laughs> now, what would have been even more funny uh, is if somehow that Brandon Cutler dresses Lita had approached Christian at some point and Christian goes, No. You're not Amy. <laughs> All right. I think he should have approached Matt Hardy. <laughs> and then he, yeah. he smashed Imagine. the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see. It's it's all story. It's all <laughs> intertwined in the world of wrestling life. Keep my boy's <laughs> ex-wife's name out your fucking mouth. There was a lot of tongue action, literally tongue action between Sammy and Tay in this. In this yeah, they uh, really go after. They really. I mean, they pushed the, the Tony's like, yeah, give him all the tongue. And, and camera guy getting really close. I want you to get very close to the, their tongues because it's gonna be swapping around. Yeah, they did a lot of that shit. And that was a bad Tony impersonation. How dare you? However, what I would like to think of Tony doing behind the scenes if he's just going and he's just like, can someone clip that? Whenever they're just tonguing each other. Can someone clip that? Can someone clip that? Send it to me on my private email. <laughs> and let's have a great fucking show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to be spiteful, but it was probably just as bad. Uh no. Yes, it was a kick I had. <laughs> I had to do <laughs> He is such a, a wormy guy. Like he seems probably like the nicest guy you ever meet, but he's such a like a a wormy, like nerdy, just like he seems like he snivels. <laughs> like if you picture someone that's like sniveling, it would be him. And yet he has this company that's a multi million dollar entity, uh which is like a, a, a penny in the, the father's bucket. And, you know when and we were yeah. in school well um, not us together, obviously. Shut up. Well, when I was in school, they would always tell us, like, you got to don't make fun of the nerd because the nerd could be your boss one day. Yeah, there you go. There's no way in hell. That Tony Khan is that nerd. He's definitely that nerd. If you saw him on he's the street. He's definition of that nerd. You saw him on the street. Like, he'd be, as, as MJF said, it, it, part of his line, he said, was uh, that you're a mark. And if it wasn't for your company, you'd be standing you know, behind the, the barricades. Or, I'm paraphrasing. Um same. He was absolutely right. If if he didn't have a company, he'd be standing right next to us, uh, you know, cheering them on. Uh, you know, yeah. Like, also asking Jeff Hardy if he could take a picture. <laughs> Jeff, come here, Jeff. Yeah, uh, Jeff. So, my cousin's a big fan. Yo, shut up and take this picture. <laughs> take the dude. damn picture. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sammy Guevara, who's quite the dick now. Um, it, Basically, had Frank Kazarian uh, basically say screw off and uh, had, had him lose the match. Tay Conti, credit to her for her man cracking her in the face with a super kick. Um, and she took it like a champ. Uh, Paige getting getting the uh, the moves in and uh, getting the win. And so, uh, because of that, Sammy Guevara and Frank Kazarian can never uh, fight for the TNT championship as long as Scorpio Sky has it. I do like those stipulations, kind of like the Cody Rhodes stipulation. Um, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. No, hang on. They can, they can 
They can fight. I, right. I, they can't fight for it. Sorry, they can't fight for it as long as Scorpio Sky. I said that. Yes, as long, as they can't Sky fight can Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. As soon ever. as he drops it, then he, they can go after it. Right. Yeah. Um, I do like that stipulation though, because it kind of makes you know that they're not going to keep fighting like WWE. Yeah, that's, that's fight. exactly what I said when Cody Rhodes laid out that stipulation. But he said it like a like an imbecile. Right. So he yeah he he blocked himself out forever. <laughs> yeah, that could be um, one of the main reasons why Cody left AEW because he wasn't able to get the title. That was yeah. His, that was his thing. He you could have changed that wrestling, dude. You could fi- find a, give, give me a match to fight my way back into the to get a belt again. Like, all right, fine. Here, not if your word is your bond, oh, brother. <laughs> all right, Hogan. Uh, Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, I, I said I didn't even know this match was a thing until I see Kyle it happened O'Reilly on rampage. Happened on rampage. Um, I'm going to interject with this. This is a, a hell of a match. I did say two things. I said Kyle O'Reilly is very underrated. And uh, I was—I said that to you guys, but I'm going to say this also and inject this part in, into this. This pay-per-view, way too long. It was way too long. Yes, I, I understand it was absolutely way too long. Way too long, and it, it was for matches like this. This this could have easily been a main event instead of a mid card on, on a on a pay-per-view. It could have been a main event on 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 Dynamite. Could have um, been a main event. Yeah, Darby yeah, Allen. Yes. Allen is is main event. Yes, yes. I'm just saying about the 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 way the match was in general, like it was right, just right, thrown right. thrown out there. Right, right. I think the build up to that match wouldn't uh, lead to a main event on Dynamite. Right, right. The build up to that match would lead to a uh, first segment or a closeout of of a first hour. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, there was no need for it. for this match for the the the. Uh, Scorpio Sky that that triple trio, trio match whatever uh, there's no need for it um, it's it's great I'm not saying the matches well that match was kind of whack this match was good um, and I you know Kyle O'Reilly's very underrated I I'm, I'm glad to see that he won uh, I was kind of surprised that he he got the win uh, but good for surprising everybody on that uh, the best women's match of the night Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb uh, very like slow methodical match in the beginning of the of the of the match but. Just kept going and going and kept getting like this build. Uh, Thunder Rose is way over, and Serena Deeb is, is such a great heel. Um, and I hope like, they do more with Thunder Rose's title reign instead of just like the main events, though. Like, the, the, yeah, the it's like stuff. she can't get her feet from underneath her. Hmm. Like, just too the whole the whole thing. Like, they're just. I don't think they're utilizing her as much as they so. should be. Okay. I, I, she's I the women's champion, and there were I can I can name at least one dynamite that she wasn't on at all. Right. If Bray was champion, that would never happen. Never. Okay. Ever. You want them to fight on dynamite all the time, though. That's the champion. Don't you want like some special like circumstance for them to? I'm not saying fight on dynamite. I'm just saying appear on dynamite at she, some point. She's appeared on dynamite every single week. Video pack. There was one package. Dude, there was one week the, we didn't see her at all. There was nothing. Oh, one week? Okay, fine. Right, one week. She's been on every single week. She Tony interviewed her every single week, and the last week before the pay-per-view, she had no makeup on. Oh, now hang on a sec. <laughs> yeah. She had tons of makeup on. Okay. She just didn't have her <laughs> she war didn't paint have on. her war paint on. She, okay. There's a difference. You know what I meant. You know what I meant. I want to uh, I wanna put a pin in that really quick. Mm. I want to go back to uh, uh, Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho, because I just remembered this. Right. We didn't talk about their entrances. Oh, no, we did not. Yeah. Britt Baker came out with Rich Ward. 
playing her to the freaking ring. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Lead guitarist of Fozzy. Fake Ozzy, if anybody else wants to know. <laughs> Fake Ozzy. And the entrance of the night, honestly, one of, at least top yeah. three entrances of the night. It has to be, right? It has to be. Rancid. Was Rancid playing Destination or, or Ruby, Ruby Soho, Soho for Ruby Soho? It makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Is that her, it makes sense. Is that her entrance? Uh, yeah. But that was awesome. Ran, yeah, ran, I saw no, that. Rancid, I, I heard the. Yeah. I heard it. And I was Rancid like, live, oh, absolutely. Destination. <laughs> Rancid live. Uh, no, you, I did hear someone say that they would they because they grew up a I forgot who it was Sam Roberts or some shit I think he was like I grew up a, a rancid fan like I was a fan of rancid when they were popping and I really wish that her entrance music would be from the beginning because even the beginning part is still a dope entrance music yeah right and even if you have Cody Rhodes had a minute and a half before his fucking face would even appear. <laughs> he did. <laughs> okay. So you can play a verse. He did. And then get into the hook. He absolutely did. Hold on to his ears. It's a dope entrance music for that. All right. I just want to hear the beginning. She comes out. She comes out right there. Mm-hmm. Does all her stuff. Her first pose in the ring, hard camera side, is the drop for Destination Unknown. Hmm. That's a long way to go. Hold on. And then the Destination, she's just fucking. Hold on. Hits that pose. 21 seconds in. 27, 30, 33. There is it. 36 seconds. <laughs> you want them to yeah. wait 36 seconds? Before, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm saying that 36 seconds would be her walk into the ring. Okay. And then once she gets into the ring, that destination unknown, she strikes the pose, stares right in the hard camera. Boom. Done. Next person. <laughs> That's think, just me. I think Tony, That's just I, my creative. I, I get it. I get it. I think Tony wants the, the immediate boom. From destination, but I, I get it. We we like. I don't like the immediate. I I love the song. I like it, I, but I, that immediate boom is it throws you off. I hear you. I hear you. It's okay. Sorry, big guy. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> don't you don't hear. It's all about the game and how you play. No, yeah, there's a buildup. Starts from the beginning. Okay. It's an actual song. It's plays from the beginning. <laughs> it, even the King of Kings, you don't hear bow down to. No, mm. you oh. hear behold the King, the King of Kings. Behold the king on your knees. The king of kings. There is only one. We're just gonna go through the theme songs all the time. It's the best one. Time to play the game. Lenny, come on. (laughs) That was Lenny. Lemmy. Lemmy. I thought I I heard you say Lenny. I, Lemme, I apologize. Did I say Lenny? I'm sorry. No, I meant Lemmy. You might have. I don't know. I just. I'm sorry. I need to point that out. I know more. Lemmy. Sorry. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yes. Rest in peace. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> your point, I don't know if you were pointing in the right direction. Yeah. Um, uh, Full disclosure. I pointed up, thought about it. I was like, I don't know. Lemmy. 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 Thunder Rosa. Sorry about it, Lem. Thunder Rosa one. 
<laughs> so there's that. <laughs> uh, and then my second favorite match of the night. Let's, let's <laughs> we can speed this up a little bit. Uh, Anarchy in the arena uh, with Good God. Uh, wait, wait. If if I ever hear Justin Roberts use the word shit in another intro again, ladies and gentlemen. Well, well, shit's gonna get real. Shit's, there she is. <laughs> shit's about to get real up in here. <laughs> up in here. Um, yeah, the the we have eliminated the uh, stadium stampede, rest in peace, and have re- replaced it with the live in person anarchy in the arena, which will now be the new thing every year at Double or Nothing. Um, and it was just absolute insanity. I'll take anarchy in the arena over Casino Battle Royal any, any day, day of the week. any day, any day, any day. Uh, Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Ortiz Santana taking on the Jericho Appreciation Society with the the Wizard, uh, uh, Cool Hand, Ange, Matt Maynard. <laughs> Use the names here. Menard, uh, like the grocery Maynard, store. Daniel Garcia and Jake Hager, um, busting through uh, uh, heads on on TV cameras. Um, uh, that was an awesome shot. Immediate forks to the head, Daddy Magic. Uh, man, I just like. They, they they went in. <laughs> Immediately went in with with uh, catch up on the on the face outside with the, everybody standing outside in the uh, the, the the hallways with the, the concessions. Concourse. Um, thank you. The fact um, that Wild Thing was playing. Yes, sorry. The whole time. So the. I, I, I couldn't stop laughing. So they had the music. They had John Moxley's wild thing playing the entire time. And it played through twice. <laughs> it played through twice. Yeah. And they were still wrestling through it. The wrestling. It would have kept playing if Jericho hadn't shown Jericho it goes over to the the uh, the mixer area, grabs what's not part of anything that had to do with the music. Just a keyboard. Just it's just like yeah, it was just like it was like a modem. <laughs> like pull let me pull this modem. And it shut off all the music. And the crowd booed the shit out of him he's a genius <laughs> he really is he just absolutely whoever came up with the idea of keeping the music going the entire time is is brilliant i think that's one of them either moxley jericho someone worked it that's out that's definitely some shit jericho came up with. <laughs> jericho if you listen to his podcast like the ideas that he i mean you know, all fairness who, who knows he, he he claims to have come up with a lot of ideas and he probably did um I'm sure he did come up with that idea. It's like I'm just I'll well, come. money in the bank was his biggest one. Was it him? I believe so. Um, I believe so. I might be mistaken on that. The uh, the asylum match with uh, Mox with Dean Ambrose, Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose right. in an asylum match. Uh, I believe Money you. Bank is his idea. It was created by Brian Gerwitz. Brian Gerwitz. Damn it. You were close. <sighs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Chris Jericho and Brian yeah, it was Gerwitz. Chris, he, it was Brian Gerwitz was just a writer for WWE. Um, yeah. I'm almost certain. But whatever. Anyway. Yeah, Chris uh, Jericho's Chris got Jericho. some crazy fucking matches under his belt. There you go. Uh, Stadium Stampede being another one of the big ones. Uh, yes. Um, this is oh, the Mimosa Mayhem? That was all right. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was kind of stupid. forget. That was a little stupid. Maybe there's a reason why they forget. Um, let's give a shout out to my boy, Eddie, who comes down at the end of the match with a, a three-gallon uh, thing of gasoline and pours it all over Jericho, ready to light it, and, Dan- and uh, Brian Danielson comes and stops him. That that's going to be a good story going forward that they're they're they've set up with the two of them. 
uh, with Eddie and Brian. Well, now that we got probably one of the greatest things I th- I never thought I would see again this past Wednesday, mm. and that being William Regal just randomly yelling out the name of a match between five uh, a five on five match. The Jericho Appreciation Appreciation Society Mm -hmm. was in the ring and uh, Eddie's music hit. Eddie comes out with William Regal. Eddie says, I want to fight all of you. I don't care if I have to do it by myself. I want to fight all of you. And I want to do and I'm going to let him tell you where I want to do it. And he goes, Mr. Regal. Regal takes the mic and he just goes. Blood and guts. Blood and, that was it. <laughs> that was it. So, Not going to lie. It was very good to hear that. Mm-hmm. However, just the walk games mm-hmm. sounds so yes. much better. It does. It does sound better. But I will also say, and again, I know we're going way long in this episode, but the, isn't it too soon for Blood and Guts? We just had Anarchy. We just had that match. It, it, it seems too soon to have a Blood and Guts. It's like another month. I don't know. I feel like we gotta space these things out. Like I understand, it's like four that, dynamites away. I understand they're going for the fa- they, like the shock factor with with AEW because it's it's definitely it's it's not definitely it's just way way more edgier than WWE is. But you gotta like space them out. Um, you, you gotta like pace yourself, pace yourself with the blood. Yes, uh, agree. Uh, Andrade uh, had the segment, which great. Uh, explain who this person is that came into the door as part of the new AFO because he dropped everybody calling them losers. This is a man that goes by the name of uh, different names he's going by, uh, but most notably Roosh. Roosh. Yes. Spelled Rush. Spelled Rush, but pronounced Roosh because when you are of Mexican descent and you try to say the word Rush, it comes out Roosh. Roosh. (laughs) I am in a Roosh. (laughs) (laughs) You easily correct that by just saying no, it's it's, it's Rush. One of... uh, I believe another name he used to go by was El Toro Blanco. This is ROH? Uh, ROH, possibly Lucha Underground. I'm not exactly too sure about mm-hmm. that. I'm, I would have to fact check on that. And I just don't uh, right now. Okay, so we have a new a new member, a new AFO altogether. Um, yes. There's that. Uh, the World Tag Team. Andrade and him actually might be cousins. Yes, that's, I read that too. They are cousins. Yes. Um, again, this pay-per-view way too long. Uh, AEW World Tag Team. This show getting way too long. This show is this show is insanely long. Um, uh, I'm just gonna ramble on through here. So Jungle Boy Luchasaurus taking on Team Taz, taking on uh, Lee and Strickland. Um, Swerve in their glory. I <laughs> I saw that on the bottom third and, and I was like, "What? That's their new name? I I need that T-shirt." Uh, they, they retain. Uh, Lucha Bros retain. Yeah. Lucha Bros. I did not. Uh, uh, Lucha Bros. Uh, <laughs> Jurassic, Jurassic Express. Express. Although uh, it's not Jurassic it. Express anymore because Marco Stone isn't there. Right. So they just <laughs> Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, they retain. Shocking. I, I did not uh, see that coming. But an amazing, amazing match. Uh, it's, a swerve is just uh, a swerve and, and like Ray Phoenix are on, on another level, a whole nother level. Um, then we had the main event. Huh? <laughs> we had the main event uh, <laughs> with Adam Page. Uh, with Adam Page and uh, CM Punk. And I said in the chat, uh, I I wouldn't be mad or something to the effect of I could see CM Punk winning this um, or something like I would rather. And here, here's very quickly why, because, again, we're, we're like two hours into the show. Um, I was not impressed with Adam Page's run. 
we, we as you said, we had a two hour, a, a two year wait to build up to this, and it was great to see it get to that point when he had it. Some of the matches that he had were really good. Um, he was carried by Brian Danielson. Not to say that he didn't have a good match, but he was carried in that sixty minute Iron Man match that he had with him. Um. I feel like as a champion, I could have taken it or leave, leaved it and left it, and I, and they left it. Left good English. And there we go. <laughs> leaved it in it, um, and uh, they left it, and we have a new champion in CM Punk, and he did it. Then he did it tonight. He is in need of practice. <laughs> he needs a lot of. He needs some practice. Because he's still way over, and he's over because of his name. He's not over because of his moves, and he did it then. He did it tonight when he had his his trio match with FTR. He did a he tried to do a um, what, what do you what do you call it like uh, the AJ Styles uh, when you jump on top rope and then you jump off. Phenomenal for him. Like kind of he kind of do that tried to do that with a with a clothesline and he slipped. And, yeah. Uh, it's just uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> He didn't look the best. He didn't look the best. He he, he didn't really look that that great. Kind of had a couple of botchy spots during the championship match, also with with Adam Page. Um, finished off wait, when he tried to do the uh, the buckshot lariat. He overextended his legs way too much and jammed his legs into the mat. And he kind of yeah. screwed, he did that twice. <laughs> he screwed up twice. Um, did the, the the misstep tonight, and he knew it too. Like you saw it on his face. Like he gets, I guess it's just natural. You get as a human being, you get dejected when you screw up, and especially in front of you know, millions of people. Um, and he he fessed up. And millions. He, he fessed up to it. He sees, you know, said I have work to do. Um, but I can see him at, you know, being like one of those champions that you talked about. As far as instead of you know being every other month like Thunder Rosa, being on on every week. Uh, he loves that shit. He loves traveling around. Now he has the belt, and I think this is good for. AW because now you have a champion that you you either love really love or you really hate. There's, there's really no in between with CM Punk. Um, Adam Page was kind of like he's he's a babyface who kind of showed a little heel at towards the end of the match because he had the belt. He's going to hit hit Punk with the belt, but he decided against it. Um, but with Punk, it could go either way. So if I am right with the storyline that we can get Tony Khan to be a heel with CM Punk against MJF. Lord have mercy. I, I think that would be an amazing storyline. Um, but down the road. A couple months down the road. Yeah. Down the road. Uh, so we have a new champion in CM Punk, and that was Double or Nothing. Absolutely outstanding show. Uh, absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Just absolutely absolute. So I will read you really quickly. Uh, between your text, your first text once the the match started, mm-hmm. The segment started for that match to uh, my first text once that segment started. And you were hating on me too. You were all hating on me. <laughs> yes, we were 100%. Except Pete. Except Pete Except had Pete. me back. Yes, he did. Which, Shout which, out to Pete. which makes my point funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. You go, I'll stand on the Lone Island on this take. Yep. I hope CM Punk wins. Mm-hmm. I love Paige, but I'm so indifferent to him as champ. That yep. was your text. That's exactly what I just Steven said. Steven comes in. I respect <laughs> your courage for saying that. <laughs> yes. I cracked up when I saw that. Yes. Timmy comes with a gift that says out now, <laughs> right now. <laughs> I hate. I was getting poured. This is what happens when you stand on your lonely island. Yeah. And then shout out Pistol Pete, yes. who said it would be cool with me. Stan, thank I you. sent a gif of Steve Harvey uh, biting a nail and shaking his head. <laughs> you said, thank you, Pete. 
and then I said, "Fucking boomers over here." <laughs> the boomers, the old yep. boomers. And then what? What did I say? And then he won. And then what happened? That would be your then, tag team in our faction, you and Pete. Yeah. Would be the boomers. <laughs> the boomers. <laughs> The boomers. Uh, I said something like "LOL." I, I cracked up. Uh, I was like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Oh, but here's the funny part: when when that spot happened that you just said about Punk, yeah, Timmy chimes in. He goes, "There's your, there's champion, your champion, champion, fucking collapsing." <laughs> I saw. I texted God that damn. thing. It happened like a minute later. <laughs> it was like a minute later when he collapsed. I was like, "There's your champion." Yeah, Lord. All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's not get into the rest of our group chat. That's uh, yeah, that's a little uh, bunch of uh, subscribe to our Patreon. We'll, we'll <laughs> our Patreon, <laughs> our non-existent Patreon that we now we have to create because you said so. Um, yeah. As long as you say it on air, it'll eventually happen. Uh, I loved uh, to wrap things things up here. I love Jericho's uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society's uh, boy band uh, gimmick or look for the the fight. Uh, the the photo of. Eddie coming down the ramp with the bloody shirt, bloody Yankee shirt, and he's got the gasoline can uh, walking down the ramp is absolutely insane. I'd love to get that blown up. I'll hang it up in my fucking, in my house. Um, I'll hang it up right next to the fucking Iron Man, the original picture of Eddie that I have. Right? Hey, please oh, tell I, me that's the name of the guy. Oh, who? Sagan? You're the music guy. Sagan. What's the, the cover of uh, Iron Maiden? The, that, the skull? That, the skull? Guy? That being... What is its name? Oh, I don't know. I got to look. Through. Fuck, I'm pretty sure it's Eddie. I'll get flamed for it if I have to, but I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> if I had a name for that. Um, I, so, <laughs> you, uh, let's see here. Uh, bah, 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 bah. There's, there's, your, there's your champ. I can't fucking tell who the crowd wants to win. This is you. Everyone's switching their chance every five seconds. Every second mm-hmm. they switch. And then Steven at 1236. By the way, this is how, again, how long this this podcast is, how long this pay-per-view was. Started at 8 o'clock. This is at 1236 a.m. Steven, no fucking way. And then Tim, fuck, fuck, why? And me coming in with L-M-A-O-O-O-O-O-O. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the Keegan-Michael Key uh, gif with him laughing. Um, and then all of a sudden, all of you turning. I'm not mad at it. I'm not shocked. I'm shocked. I'm not mad at it. Like, listen, you punks. You punk-ass bitches. Stand on your ground. You want you didn't want him to win. Now all of a sudden, like, ah, yeah, it's all right. I'm good. I'm all right with CM Punk. I'll put it to you like this. It's not that I didn't want him to win. Mm-hmm. I didn't want Hangman to lose. <laughs> okay. What, what other choice did you have that night? On this day. Yeah. I'm just saying. All right. right. <laughs> On this day, what That's else? That's where my loyalties are. <sighs> well. However, shout out to the CM Punk Anthem shirt that I bought off of Pro Wrestling Tees. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. have a problem, mm-hmm. a very legitimate problem when it comes to purchasing pro wrestling gear. Yes. Let's talk about this and we'll wrap this up. Yeah, it's bad. I have purchased way too much shit. Do you have an issue? Yeah. I think we have to have an intervention. Possibly. Intervention. Uh, uh, I say that was the last thing and I lied. Uh, who debuted tonight? Miro. Miro's back. That was an awesome uh, promo that he had. Yes, uh, absolutely. To defeat Johnny Against Elite. Johnny Elite. Johnny Elite. Just, uh, yeah, he's he comes in in jobs. Um. Uh, I was trying to see if there was anything else that was. I would love to see Johnny Elite go on a Kurt Hawkins esque uh, uh, losing streak. <laughs> streak, it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Um, Warlow destroying Jake JD Drake. Uh, uh, Tony Storm, poof. Uh, Jamie Hader, oof. Um, John, John, John Moxley versus Daniel Garcia, and just the the blood. Ugh. No, I'm kidding. What the unexpected blood, man? I, I did not expect it to go that far again me neither I think I think Garcia just like, 
It might have been like three three days ago. Like they were all kinds of busted up, and now they're joining it again. Did you see Daddy Magic? It's so funny to say that. I'm so I'm so Daddy happy Magic. that's a pro wrestling. <laughs> the uh, the scars <laughs> on his forehead from the forks. The scars on his forehead that just blatantly look like fork marks because they were fork marks. <laughs> no, I know that's what I'm saying. Like that's what's hilarious about it. You imagine like you, I'm gonna I'm gonna sh- they, we, we work these out back this backstage. I'm gonna stab this fork into your forehead. You ready? Like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> imagine him only wrestling his house. Man. Only wrestling. Imagine him leaving his house, babe. I gotta go to Vegas, all right? <laughs> I don't think he talks like that. <laughs> I would imagine he talks like that all the time. Maybe when he's about to go to bed. She goes, "All right, honey, you go." Mm-hmm. I I don't know what this whole pro wrestling thing is about. <laughs> he's Canadian. A boot. But he sounds like he's from Brooklyn. But uh, his wife probably sounds like she's from fucking Saskatoon. <laughs> um, just a fun city to say. Yeah. Oh man. All right. That's it. I told you we're not pro wrestlers. We're sports entertainers. Entertainers. <laughs> God. Oh man, this is a long one, buddy. What, what was? I keep forgetting what he said. What? Uh, JAS. For 12 weeks. No, not that. We are the benchmark. Igno- Sports. Entertainers. I want to close out the show. Don't acknowledge us, ladies and appreciate gentlemen. Us. Appreciate us. Appreciate us. Thank you yes, very just, much. Just appreciate us. And on that note, we are finally done. Ladies and gentlemen, we had this and we were off a week. We had a, a lot to catch up on. Sons of Slam is in the books for the week of June 1st. We thank you guys so much for, for listening to us. Please hit us up on the Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Anything else before we head on out of here, Mr. Black? No. No, thank you for that very long, dramatic pause. <laughs> and on that note, my name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black Guy. I will see you next week. Bye, guy. The Sons of Slam podcast. <laughs>